Oh yeah, this is the Macho Man Randy Savage, and I'm here with a new Nitrogen Podcast. The other person that's with me is the Macho Lady, Lily Savage. How's it going today, Lily? Yeah. Oh, thank you for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you can't tell from my very raspy tones, I've got a very sore throat. So I do apologise for my very, very bad Lily Savage impression tonight, guys. Well, Lily, you're back from the dead, yeah. What brought you, uh... <laughs> what brought you... <laughs> this is what I was trying to avoid, but when I said to Mark earlier that uh, apologies in advance because I sound like Lily Savage, the first thing you did, in almost like seconds, was sent me a picture from what I assume <laughs> is Big Breakfast. It is. With Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage on a bed with Lily Savage. <laughs> If you've never seen that, by the way, you need to see it, you and everybody that's listening to this, because, so, so uh, context, because American listeners and everything like that, and other people in the world, uh, bonjour, buongiorno, uh, ciao, and all that sort of stuff. Um, <coughs> Lily Savage is um, uh, Paul O'Grady, uh, who recently passed away, didn't he, actually? Yeah, a few months ago now, yeah. Yeah, not not too long ago. Um and he used to he used to wear females clothing under the guise of Lily Savage, who used to present TV shows and stuff like that. I.e., the Big Breakfast, which used to be on Channel Four, uh, stupid o'clock in the morning. And just as Hulk Hogan had signed with WCW, um, him and Macho ended up coming on a UK tour in something like '94, I think it were, uh, and they ended up on this. Um, on this breakfast show for like and it's on for like ages it's like 8 till 12 or something like that and they're sporadically in all these segments and stuff and sooner or later they're all on the bed and Macho says something like are you a dude or a lady <laughs> and it's like oh he's not just said that oh my word because I'm not sure he was sure <laughs> yeah and I mean when you actually look at I, I, I suppose back then it would have been a little bit more difficult. But if you actually look at them now, it's probably more patently obvious that that's a dude. Yes. Yeah. It, it's not like fucking drag artists today with a massive makeup and all that. This is just a guy in a wig and a dress with a bit of makeup on. It's so blatant that it's a man. Like, yeah. But, it, I mean, he, he, he was propelled to mega stardom from that. You know, he... <laughs> You were awesome. Great breakfast, fucking blankety blank. Blankety blank, man, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, other things as well. It's like, Louis Savage in UK folklore is probably just as legendary, if not more legendary, than the person that was dressing up as her. It's so bizarre. And don't get me wrong, Paul O'Grady did carve out a very, very massive career for himself after the yeah. fact, after he retired the whole gimmick. Yeah, you know, and we have to say give it because hey ho, it's a wrestling podcast. But <laughs> you know, you, you, the thing, you if you if you say the words Lily Savage, you say that name in UK to anybody, it you know between the ages I would say of you know maybe like early twenties, mid twenties to people of an older generation, they they will know who the fuck you're on about. And most of them will have praise for that character because yeah, it yeah. was fucking brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Like, I think on the on the, on the on the one side you had Lily Savage hosting all these game shows and and stuff like 
the big breakfast and all that and she became a celebrity in her right there and then on the flip side of that you had Paulo Grady who also did host some shows but he he was more known for um his work with animals weren't he like yes. he had a massive uh he adopted like 12 dogs or something like that and he absolutely adored these dogs i remember him having a tv show i think it went for a couple of seasons and it was just like basically him and these dogs and uh i think he was presenting one that was primarily based around uh, vets yes and he'd just get like proper upset when the dog had to be put down or something and you just saw the and that's the thing i think i've said that on this podcast i think you're probably with me on this one as well is that um we care more about people who care for animals than we do for people who care about people. Yeah, do you know what much, I mean? Yeah. Like, I think it may, it makes you a much more sensitive person to to um, to care for a defenseless animal. You know what I mean? It's it's one of them things. It's it, 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 humans are assholes, but animals are not. Yes. So that's uh, that's my view on that, and that's why Paul O'Grady. I can't. I can't deny. Like when I was a kid, I was. I was confused as to to what was going on. Yeah, of course, uh, we're all gonna be. We're all fucking naive yeah. kids at that point. It's like but as I grew up exposed. and watched him on TV doing that sort of stuff and getting upset about you know animals being treated the way they were being treated and stuff, I I, I grew to have a, a a deep appreciation for the for for, for the guy and and for what he stood for. Yeah, um, it became a whole new rebranding for him as well. because, yeah, And it all really started from his talk show where he had a dog on it and that dog became the branding. It, it was it's an, it was the name of his production company. Like, yeah. you know, he founded a production company. I can't, for the life of me, I cannot remember what the name of that production company is. But this dog that was basically the office dog on his show was the face, the name, and everything of his production company. And... He just ran with that. He ran with it, and we had all these different shows about animals in one way, shape, or form. And you know, I I think I remember reading that the the animals, the dogs that he rescued, were also part of his will, which is so fucking. Yeah, they were. Yeah, he weird. Left, uh, he but left, and obviously, he's got quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of a state after after years. Oh on yeah, TV, of course. So, yeah, and it's yeah, like he got left to uh, to his dogs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, and to charities. It was like his his whole life was bookend by two phenomenal careers that couldn't be any more different to each other. Like such a bizarre guy. And, I'm not, and yes, this is a wrestling podcast. It's not about fucking UK television and you know Paul Grady, who people outside of the country probably don't know who the fuck he is, or yeah. they might have seen Louis Savage on some kind of bloody uh, chat shows. Is something or other back in back in the nineties or something, and just be confused as to why this man is dressed as a woman like we were back when we were kids. But you know, it's it it, it just goes without saying is that yeah, I fucking sound like Louis Savage, <laughs> and <laughs> we have a deep appreciation for Paul O'Grady. So fuck it, we're just going to talk about him. But going back yeah. to what you were saying, it's like you know, people caring more about dogs. We care about people that care more about dogs than and more animals than. We care about people more than we care about people. It goes to show that I've said that, yeah, I've got a sore throat, raspberry throat, and not once did Mark say, All right, are you all right, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> I'm also here with an injured foot, may I add? <laughs> well, that was the other thing I was going to bring, bring up. Um, was, uh, well, obviously, it's, it, it is to ask how you are and how things have been going because obviously I know because, well, I've, yeah, I've we, seen Yeah, we, we've seen each other, yes. Yeah. 
But yes, uh, I have been a clumsy fucker and I've injured my foot. It's been two weeks now and my heel is still sore. So I can't go into it because of work logistics and I don't want to implicate my workplace or anything that they have absolutely no involvement in. You know, it was basically a clumsy accident on my own accord. Uh, so yes, just I'm just basically treading water, trying to be as careful as possible here. But yes, uh, just a pro tip, if you are messing about with heavy heavy objects or heavy fixtures to be more specific just make sure where you put your feet yeah I can second that yeah you do not want six ton of iron <laughs> rolling over your foot like I did no and, that, um, and that's solid iron not hollow iron not boys yeah yeah I'll never do that one again put it that way no um other than that, everything all right? Yeah, fine and dandy. <laughs> good, good. It's um, it's unfortunate, really, that today it's fortunate and unfortunate that we're recording today. Um, there's been a hell of a lot of stuff going out in the news, and uh, the the very last thing that we heard in the news was the really, really sad uh, news that that Ice Train had passed away, uh, which. Of course, any listeners to the Nitrogen podcast will have noticed that me and Brian have grown a bit of a soft spot for Ice Train in these uh, rewatches because of his work with Scott Norton before Scott Norton joined the NWO. And uh, we found out, sadly, that he'd passed away. Uh, I'm not sure when he passed away, but the news broke this evening, literally mere hours ago. So, uh, obviously, we'd like to dedicate this episode and all its stupidity to... um, ice train for entertaining us and we hope that this episode will entertain you as much as he has entertained us brian yeah and and it's like we're not jumping on the bandwagon you you only really need to do is go back and listen to the matches scout through as they were that he's yeah. had on this podcast and we've both been really impressed with his physique i mean i think i think it was that uh, that long ago when i brought up like the uh powerhouse Hobbs in yes. AEW he has that he has that very very similar height look and not just because he's black you know just his his whole appearance and, and things like that and his moveset is very similar and all that it's like there's a there is a, a massive place in the world of wrestling for the jacked up fucking guy who just throws people around and with a bit of agility on top of that as well. Look, they're not slow people. It's not fucking big show we're talking about here. It's these guys that are just they're just fucking three hundred and fifty pounds of pure meat, pure muscle. Um, yeah. And and I, I, I compared him to Powerhouse Hobbs and Powerhouse Hobbs who I've been very impressed with for the same reason. And Powerhouse Hobbs who also on a pay per view probably about a year ago now, did actually dress up in gear that was reminiscent, but not even reminiscent, it was an actual direct tribute to Ice Train, which is very weird to say, Mark, but it goes to show you that this guy, this random guy who didn't really have much of a headway in terms of a wrestling career, just kind of like, he disappeared into obscurity from, from what little research that I've had, but he left a mark. He left a mark. Yeah. And he's going to lay... Of course, we're talking as privileged white people here. He's a young powerhouse Hobbs watching WCW. 
that guy is going to be someone who leaves a mark on him as much as the Booker T's and Stevie Ray's for his limitations. Let's not talk about that. You know, it's inspirational black people and you just see the outpouring from Mark Mayro and DDP who he remained close friends with for 20 odd years after the fact. It goes short as a human being, he left a mark on some people as well. And if that is his legacy, well, fucking fair play to you. But, you know, it's a very sad day because, like I say, we... We've seen a little bit of him. We've been impressed with him, and I even said that back a while ago that it's a shame that he never really had more out of his career because the guy could fucking work, and he was very yeah. impressive. And we we've enjoyed what we've seen of him, and we'll pay tribute to him as we go along, and hopefully he can entertain us for for as long as for well for as long as he can really at this point. You know, it's all in the archives, but we we can hope that. We get to see a lot more of him on this podcast. Yeah, the the Hobbs comparison. It's a shame that Ice Chain didn't get that sort of push, but then, so, so such is the nineteen nineties and wrestling that um, people, I suppose, people like Ice Chain were were given a glass ceiling. Yes, maybe. Um, it's really sad. Uh, Fifty six years old, and like I said, we we found <laughs> out li- literally hours ago that uh, that he passed away. Is he is he the first person to, whilst we've been doing this, actually pass away whilst we're watching through the the nitros? Um, I, I'm not really sure because there has been a few people that have passed away, uh, yeah. but I can't really think anybody from the WCW side of it. Yeah, because this, this is just. I mean, it's, I, I can't kind of feel like... If we want to exclude like, the older wrestlers, like, you know, I don't... I, I can't really speak for some wrestlers that have passed away in that time, but, you know, Billy, did superstar Billy Graham ever have, like, a short stint in WCW before it was really WCW? You know, did the Iron Sheik? Like, I, I don't think they did. But, no, I just I just mean that but, that are appearing on the nitros oh, as we watch. I see. Right. Well, yeah, I think he's probably the first. Yeah. So yeah. this is this is we find ourselves in a in, in a unique situation where we've watched his previous matches and enjoyed what he's doing, and now we're watching it after the fact sort of thing. So now going forward, we're we're, we're watching it very differently to what we were watching the previous ones because he's no longer with us, and it, it's a bit of a. It's kind of like... Strange dynamic, isn't it? Well, it's funny you should say that because currently I am watching Friends and before we we came back from our little sabbatical from recording is that we lost Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry who, you know, for, for better or worse, had an impact on my life personally. Like, I weren't a Friends fan growing up but I got into Friends as a result of an ex. But even before that, I was nicknamed Chandler in college because there were two people that shared my first name and another person that shared my surname. Uh, one of the people that did share my first name was a tutor and he thought that was funny and really sarcastic and nicknamed me Chandler. And me fucking confused as to why because I didn't know who the fuck Chandler was. Like, you know, I was such a fucking Philistine at 19 years old. But it was only until like I started watching it because of the next, and then when we broke up, like it were my go-to healing thing. Like I just, 
I, I just watched them and I saw why, in a way, I saw an extension of myself in this fictional character who was an extension of the person portraying him. And I related to Matthew Perry as a result of that because I, I got it. I just got it. And, yeah, he sadly passed away a couple of months ago now. We were, I think it was October time, wasn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I think it was towards the end of October. Uh, and now I'm in a position where I'm watching Friends and I have to remind myself that that, that guy is no longer alive. Yeah. You know, he died somewhat tragically. You know, he didn't he, he didn't die from from the reports quietly. He, he that that's a guy that clearly suffered in in the the minutes or even hours to when he passed away. And you know, it's it, it's hard to remind yourself that when you're consumed in the moment and we're now gonna continue on watching episodes of Nitro, reminding ourselves that Unfortunately, this guy that we've got a bit of an investment into and hope for a better career for, well, than what he had, but hoping to be entertained from him as we go along, we're going to remind ourselves of that this guy is tragically no longer with us and died way, way, way before his time. And it's it's sad to think about, but you know, we, if we're going to continue to do this podcast, then we're going to think about the legacy of the people that are there for our enjoyment and we don't want his death to be a footnote you know it's it, it shouldn't be you know it shouldn't be a footnote and his career shouldn't be a footnote either it should be on equal footing and yeah it's it's just it, it just fucking sucks it, you know that we have to think like that but we'd be doing him a disservice if we didn't yeah yeah, I completely agree with that. So, um, yeah, we'll be going forward and uh, very much hoping to see more of him and uh, just get as much of his legacy into our brains, I suppose, as as we can and, and, and remember him fondly, which we, are, we currently are doing. So I'm sure there's plenty more of him to come um, on the forthcoming Nitros and certainly the pay-per-views. Um, but to, to lighten the mood... Uh, the only other thing that we've got to talk about, and it's it's only a it's only a small thing, um, <laughs> yeah, fucking teeny thing. This <laughs> absolutely. Well, okay, all right. We'll start with we'll start with the Rock. Um, the Rock is uh, it's called the Rock again, just in case anybody's wondering. There is because... <laughs> a promotional tactic behind that. Yes, absolutely. I, I agree with that. But Dwayne Johnson is now part of the TKO uh, board. Uh, and it is, um, I mean, he's just got a massive say now. Uh, and obviously, everybody knows who The Rock is. It doesn't matter if you are not even into wrestling. Everybody knows who Dwayne The Rock Johnson is. Um, there's, I'm sure there's plenty of reasons for it. I, I have my scepticisms and I have my uh, <laughs> I think- ideas as to why he's been put on this board when Vince is seemingly losing his grasp on things, all of a sudden we get The Rock in, uh, and vice versa. We've got The Rock being given $30 million worth of shares and also receiving the actual IP of The Rock. So what did you think to that first 
So obviously, I, I, I aforementioned, oh, sorry, I aforementioned, I mentioned off recording that I've really missed out on a lot of the news today. We will talk about the other news, the other big news, but this one is like, it's not something that I looked into any more than what you've just told me. And like, I, I have my own scepticisms, obviously, but I'm very sceptical of a lot of things in general. I'm, 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 a, I'm a skeptic, fucking sue me. You know, and I'm I'm skeptical of this in terms of not what Vince's fucking motives are, because I don't think really Vince has much of a fucking say these days. No. You know, yeah. it's more of what is, what is Dwayne's motives out of this? Is it just yeah. is it just that he wants the IP? Is it that he wants? To basically, you know, look into a purchase of the fucking WWE in the future, you know, is it, you know, just a simple, you know, that he just wants a bit more power to the the already huge power that he has in his life already? Is it, you know, I don't know. I don't really know. I'm not even saying there's a, a, a negative or a positive side to it. I'm just more... I'm curious, if anything. I'm just very curious yeah. as to why. Because I just don't know how this benefits him personally. Like, he's a big fucking Hollywood movie star. And yes, he's a he's a wrestler, a former wrestler, a retired wrestler, whatever you want, want to call him. But, you know, it's... it's at, at the very least, it's about branding. And it, it, get, it gets the IP to The Rock. So he can use that for... for Many different things, which is that you know what, good for him because I think, to be honest with you, he he should fucking own that. He absolutely should. It shouldn't be in the possession of a company. Like as much as I hate Hulk Hogan, I agree with why Hulk Hogan should own that name. It's not fucking Sami Zayn here, and I love Sami Zayn, but that's not the guy. That's not the guy. You know, Sami Zayn is El Generico, and he will always be El Generico. You know, he's you know, and Sami Zayn should be WWE's branding totally understood but The Rock has done so much more outside of wrestling and he's still recognised for that let him have the fucking branding that should be his simple as and yeah, you know um, he's gotten that at the very least but I, I just I, I'm just wondering what the fuck he gets out of this it is unusual isn't it like TKO uh, uh, where they wanted to bring him on board and I would presume it's because He's such a recognisable face. You could argue the the Hulk Hogan of the twenty first century. Yeah, and um, from their and side of it, I see that it's just him. Yeah, that's more curious about. So he's so from what I've read is that his his position on the board is a pretty basic one. Uh, he's certainly not up to the levels of you know you 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 Vince McMahon's and and Ari Emanuel's and and whoever else is up at the top of the the top of the table. Um, which is something that The Rock uh, has been saying uh, and everybody's going mental over because they think it's some sort of storyline This is these are actual business matters do you know what I mean but they are leaning into the uh, head of the table sort of thing and, and uh, The Rock has said that this is sort of a business that my family helped to build so it, it's, uh, it's only fitting that I should be uh, sat at the top of this table and, and, and all that sort of stuff. So yes. leaning into it, I can understand he's still uh, still got that sports entertainer side to him. But the um, the one thing that I did think 
probably benefits him. I mean, obviously getting the IP benefits him because now he can just go back into films as The Rock and he makes the money. Now the WWE yeah. has to rent The Rock name off him rather than the other way around. 100%. Um, the other thing that will benefit him is that everybody seems to be forgetting and everybody forgot this when The Rock was appearing in Australia or is about to appear in Australia or something like that, that he owns the XFL, which is just rebranded, and he's about ah, to start again. Ah, yes. I completely forgot so about that. This is hugely advantageous. The Rock being on WWE Raw is hugely advantageous to The Rock's personal interest in what is now the UFL, yes. which is about to begin. And they're saying is a very difficult thing to get across to the American public because Americans are not used to football being played at this time of year because Super Bowl's coming up and then that's it. It's the off-season. But The Rock is going to change all that with the UFL slash XFL and they're going to play when the, F- when the NFL off-season is off. So for him to appear on WWE TV is obviously some sort of promotional tactic for this. And likewise, TKO, the, there is some vested interest in there and there's no reason why TKO might not, uh, TKO might not necessarily want to pick that up. Yeah. Now, I don't think The Rock would sell it, but I certainly think it helps him being involved in that company. Absolutely. And to further that interest. Yes, that make, that makes a lot of sense. Nobody has said this yet, or at least anybody that I have fucking and I've I've looked at this all day and people keep glossing over it. They, nobody mentions this. But it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I think it's because a lot of that is forgotten about. Like the purchase of the XFL it was like it wasn't even treated like a big thing. It was just a case of, oh the XFL has failed again. It was simple yeah, as that. The third time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, they, and they were like, okay, so the Rock's picked it up, now what? And now it's this, it's like the UFL, and it's like, now what? It's like people just aren't that interested in it. So people, yeah. it's it's just gone underneath the radar. So what you're saying there makes a lot of sense because now, all of a sudden, to me and you, the conversation has gone from uh, the Rock being on the board of TKO to the UFL or whatever it's fucking called. Um, yeah. And like okay, so that's coming up, and now that is in the in the foresight. Yeah, you know because yeah. that's good. You know that'll be starting back up in a couple of months' time. It's it's all there. The, the, it's another piece to add to the jigsaw that, that seemingly people just don't don't want to. They think it's only about wrestling, and this is this is something that surprises me about people that are talking about TKO is that nobody nobody mentions the UFC either. We're talking about one of the, the the biggest MMA, and it's one of the biggest sports franchises in the fucking world. But no wrestling fan wants to talk about UFC. I don't understand why, <laughs> but I understand that people don't necessarily like it. And I, I, to be honest, mixed martial arts isn't my bag either. There's way, way, way too many uh, um, potentials for injuries and death and all that. I'm not into it. I, that's the same reason that I don't like boxing is that it's too real. Yes. Um, at least with wrestling, and yes, of course, there's concussions and stuff like that. But it's a re- it's much safer than boxing and MMA is. Um, but wrestling fans, 
ignore UFC and think that only the WWE exists in this TKO umbrella. Now the rocks in there, the UFL exists in there as well. And when it comes to rights fees and the UFC, and we've talked about this in a previous podcast, the UFC and the WWE will be packaged together in rights going forward. Um, now you can throw the UFL in there as well for an extra couple of million. And, you know, somebody somebody will pick that up because it's it's sport and it's something to watch. That's my take on it. Uh, and I think that's the reason why The Rock is on this board of directors. And I also do think it does give Vince a little bit more of a... a, a little bit louder of a voice Yeah, for the things that he might still have a say on. Yes. But I, I think right. it's quite more patently obvious as well that that is TKO, TKO saying we want The Rock and not Vince saying that we want The Rock. Because Vince, yeah. Vince's power, albeit still being there... It is that that power isn't as strong as as what it was when no. the merger happened, and with the way things are, we we are now looking very much so with Vincent Mann in the rearview mirror, and yes. it's also evidence on the production side of it that he's not getting any any say whatsoever. Right, you know, production like WWE is a and, I, and fucking, it's weird to say this considering that I've been very entertained by the Vince McMahon character in the past and, and I think it, that character definitely has its place in wrestling and it should have its place and as controversial as the guy is, I will always die on that hill. Well, the Mr McMahon character. Yeah, yeah, that's why I, I, I make the distinction between Mr McMahon and Vince McMahon. Yeah. Uh, Vince McMahon was always the character, Vince McMahon is a person. But WWE and wrestling is in a better place for Vince McMahon to not be in it right now, and yeah. it and it goes way beyond you know it, these allegations and 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 all that all the controversy and you know surrounding that and whether he fucking had a hand in protecting Jimmy Murderfly Snooker all those years ago and all the fucking controversial shit that's happened outside and inside of of his fucking business dealings and and whatnot. All that aside, and still continues to happen. And still, it's and, still under investigation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but Vince McMahon is archaic. His business practices, you know, are still are, are very much backwards. And we're now in a position where we're seeing a more progressive company. There's like even there be more. There's more chances of. And I don't think it's gonna happen, but there's more chances of a union in wrestling without Vince McMahon in it. But at, oh, the, yeah, and, but at the very least, there's more rights in wrestling. Yeah. You know, I mean, all of a sudden, a lot of WWE wrestlers have started signing new contracts, and especially the big names. And the details aren't really out there, but I have to wonder what those details are because I think the likes of Bailey and you know, uh, I, I, I can't remember. Who else? There has been a few names that have signed new contracts. Cody Rhodes being another one. There's probably going to be more protective things for them now. And I could be completely wrong, but it's hell of a lot more likely. So you take the business side of it, and the business is a lot better for Vince McMahon not being there. You take, you look at the actual product itself. And the product's better for Vince McMahon not being there. In 2024, Vince McMahon being in wrestling, 
would be, you know, it's not a good thing. Him being out of wrestling is such a fucking good thing for wrestling. This is where the likes of TNA are going to thrive. This is where the likes of AEW are going to thrive and uh, the likes of GCW and all that lot are going to thrive because they're now not going to feel like they've got this fucking 79-year-old fucking pervert stepping on their toes willy-nilly. You know, or trying to put them out of fucking business, or trying to fucking consume their business, or like they did, yeah. like they tried to do with Progress, or what they did with Evolve, and a, a couple of other indies and things like that. It's like these companies feel like they can coexist with the WWE rather than exist away from WWE, or fight to exist away from WWE because Vincent Man's not there. So, yeah, that's you know, my, I. So to get back to the point, because I'm belabored that point a fair bit there, I think that The Rock being there doesn't really change that side of it. I think it's just like, yeah, it might give Vince a little bit of a louder voice. However, it's like, I don't think The Rock has as much power as what we're assuming here. He's just on the board. He's on the board. He can share ideas and things like that. But he's probably more there for what he can get out of it and not what he can do for it. Yeah, absolutely. What and just to s- go on. Yeah, but what did interest me is someone actually pointed out that technically he has more power than Triple H. Yes, he does. And that is such a fucking weird set thing to think <laughs> about considering that Triple H has been fucking wielding power of late. And in a very positive way, I must say, you know, but he's fucking pretty much wielding that power. And, like, to say, like, that The Rock has more power than Triple H is not his boss by any means, but he has a, a bigger say. It's a fucking weird thing considering that yeah. Triple H it's is part, just... It's part of the hierarchy. Yeah, yeah, considering that Triple H has just been given free reign, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Trips is fine. Um, yeah, I don't I don't feel like Trips has... Like it's gonna feel threatened by this because he doesn't have any reason. If anything, he's fucking embraced it. Yeah, yeah. Well, there is a photo of him all today, ringing the gong again with the Rock, uh, front and center. And many people have also noticed that uh, Vince has shaved his moustache. <laughs> okay, so no. there you go. Um, somebody did say earlier on on Twitter actually, Vince's Vince has basically become Wildcat Willie. <laughs> and he's just. He's just stood in the background, not doing a right lot, but he always has to be there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, now. The irony, uh, just just as we're going to kick off this episode as well. Uh, fucking, but obviously, the, if Vince McMahon heard that he'd been called Wildcat Willie, he'd fucking blow a gasket. I think he probably would, yeah. yeah. Um, His head might actually explode. Yeah, let's tweet at him, Wildcat <laughs> Willie. <laughs> but, but yeah, the, obviously the major news which came straight after this announcement that The Rock had been added to the table was that uh, the WWE had signed a deal with Netflix and that means that WWE Raw will be shown on Netflix in the US whereas in multiple international markets Netflix will be showing uh, multiple WWE programmings. So in the UK, for example, which affects us, uh, it'll be Raw, SmackDown, NXT and uh, premium live events as well as potential uh, original content which kind of made me think that they might come away from A&E and start doing their own again um, the potential's there but obviously this doesn't all kick in until next year um, 
what I can do is I can run through the information that I've got for you and you can respond uh, to each little bit or I can just read the entire thing and you can just absorb it all and we'll, give us your take. We'll do it the former. The former? Yes. Okay. So, and I'll try and fly through this as well because there is a little bit of information and apologies because I'm reading off my phone if the, oh actually I'll put it in airplane mode so that noise doesn't do that noise um so the deal is five billion dollars over 10 years uh which works out at 500 million dollars per year but either side has the option to cancel uh in five years or they can extend for another 10 after the 10 years has elapsed um all WWE tv programming will now be broadcast on netflix in major markets including the uk which i've just said uh, Smackdown will go to the USA network so it remains on cable TV um, I can't oh NXT went to CW didn't it yes so uh, this is obviously the first time that WWE Raw has not been on TV or will be next year will not be on TV um, as we go into the uh finances of it domestically the current rates for raw were around the 250 million dollar mark and now they're getting 500 million dollars per year from netflix all inclusive in the international markets um now people are saying that this is actually under what the rate of raw was essentially so they've been they'd have been getting a little bit more from international markets and also the strength of raw domestically uh, means that they're actually sacrificing some money in terms of value in this deal but it seems that they're valuing the name netflix more advantageous to them uh, and that mr khan is happy with the way that it was and he said that basically that that is more or less in line with the way that they were seeing things going anyway they were expecting uh, a 1.4 increase on the rights fees and they actually ended up with 1.3 so he, he was happy with it um, so digesting that is that does that tickle your fancy <laughs> not because I'm getting nothing out of it <laughs> No, uh, um, no. I think I think for like that, it, it's more just uh, I, I, the financial details is just something that I just don't really give a shit about. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not a TV executive. I'm not a fucking executive in in WWE. I'm not about the board or anything like that. It's kind of like talking ratings to me. Like you talk ratings about oh, oh yeah, who fucking hit this demographic and what have you. It's like keep your fucking demographic, keep your numbers to yourself. I don't give a shit about that. What I want is entertaining product. Simple as that. Okay. You know. Well, but with all that being said, with all that being said, um, it's interesting that they have gone to a streaming service. You know, particularly Netflix. Uh, Netflix has a lot of bad press over the last couple of years because of price hikes and have also recently uh, put forward getting rid of the lowest banded tier and also starting running adverts has been a conversation that has been had for the last couple of years now. 
it'd be interesting for me to see how this affects both parties. Is WWE gonna like have to drop sponsorships for Netflix again, and Netflix giving them their own sponsors or like that? Does this mean that they just have advertisements in you know as many commercial breaks as what they've had? You know that they have on cable TV, and do we get a piece of that pie? You know, it, I don't know. I, I, again, I don't really care, but it, it's still interesting to to a degree to see what either side are going to get out of it and how it would help their both the public perception of both, I suppose. But it for me, it's just like it's just more of a sign of the times. Like t- cable TV isn't what it used to be, and WWE are basically abandoning ratings as a whole by just going on Netflix because now it's just going to go down to how many streams have we got, you know? Uh, how would the, the the streams be safeguarded? Would it be easier to rip them, or would it be harder to rip them and put on dodgy? You know, these are the things I I I am interested in from this because it's just. Like WWE being on a streaming service, even back, thinking back in 2013, 2014 when the network started, something like that. That was interesting to see how that platform would hold up. And to be honest with you, as much as what people think of the WWE network, it has been a colossal failure financially for WWE. It's been a failure. They've lost a shed load of money of that from that. Um. So. It it made sense that they did branch out and put that on Peacock in the US and subsequently go before putting all that on Netflix over here. But again, it that that's just that's more semantics. It's I, I don't want to say that it was unexpected. I think it was more expected for us, you know, as consumers, like, you know, or, or people just looking at it and all that, looking at the possibilities of the T V networks and things like that. You know, it was always more likely that it was going to end up on Amazon or or some some kind of streaming platform. You I know. mean, I I I I, 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 I seem to, to think that we predicted this a few episodes. Yes, ago. I think because I, I think I think we said that we're looking at yeah, it'll probably end up on fucking Peacock if anything. It's surprising it's ended up on Netflix of all things. Cause I, I, I don't know if Netflix really. You know, have Netflix and WWE had any kind of interaction really? I think there was like a John Cena documentary, like a co-production years ago, or something of the sort. I can't, I, do, I can't remember. There was some kind of documentary, but apart from that, it's like they've, they've just they've not been aligned in any way, shape, or form. But well, they have they have been making that Vince McMahon documentary. Oh they? yes, and apparently that's been going on for a few months. Oh right, okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, there is that. Khan as well. said that. This this deal has been going on for a couple of months, but that Vince McMahon documentary has been going on for a few months. Yes, right. So there is that as well. So there is co-productions there. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just more surprising it landed on Netflix than it than say, an Amazon Prime. Or, yeah, I'd have gone with Amazon Prime. I, I probably, I, you know, I did say that there might be more things that go against them for going on Amazon Prime, but you know, it's it. it I don't know. It's just like I just, I, I just, it. I just never thought of Netflix. That's it's literally just that. I never would have thought. I never would have assumed that Netflix would have been the place they go. I mean, it wasn't even discussed. Like the other places, that oh yeah, they're talking to this. They're talking to Amazon. They're talking to uh, the uh, Warner Brothers uh, 
Warner Brothers Discovery. They're talking, they're talking to this company, they're talking to that company. Netflix was just not even spoken of. It just yeah. came out the fucking blue. And, you know, not spoken of, not rumoured, right like that. No journalist seems to have picked up on this, you know, where they would have done before. So WWE have done very well as of Netflix to keep that very tight lit. And yeah. then boom, I mean, it's, it, you know, it's... Yeah, I think I'm. I was sure that we we mentioned it in passing. We might have it might have been a private conversation. It might have been on here, but I, it I'm could sure. Have been. But we couldn't we we couldn't fathom how they were going to integrate it into Netflix because Netflix doesn't do live TV, and Raw has to be live. It turns so, out that they have done live TV before because I was in a discussion with a, a random on a post on Facebook earlier on today, and they were saying that from from my recollection. Netflix have never done live TV in any way, shape, or form. And then somebody actually corrected me and said that there was a, a live Chris Rock's uh, Chris routine. Rock. It's the only thing they've done. And there was also a finale of a reality TV show that was streamed live, you know, on film as well, which is oh, like... Yeah. The, the the TV show wasn't me- mentioned, but it was just kind of like... It was like a, like a wrap-up, rather, rather than just like a, you know... Just being another episode that was just like, yeah, this is the last one, but we're just gonna follow these people around like we usually do, like that. It was more of a case of like a, a prologue, uh, you know. Right. So kind of, kind of it... like like the, the the French reunion, Will Smith reunion type thing. They basically wrapped up, but they were doing this live, you know, right. this like a live conversation and things like that, and just like last little things. That's as far as I'm aware. Those are the only two things that have ever been streamed live on Netflix. Over here in the UK, I can't remember anything ever being streamed over streamed live over here. So no. that means that Netflix have got a year, well, a little less than a year to build like a, a new platform in a sense that yeah. will allocate for streaming because they're not just they're not just getting raw in the UK, they're getting the, the premium live events, they're getting SmackDown, they're getting NXT, they're getting all these original content. It's basically just doing what Peacock have do, are doing in America. They're taking over the network essentially. Now there's yeah. been no there's been no announcement if net the network is gonna remain separate from Netflix. They've not gone into detail about that. But we can we can imagine that's pretty much where it's going. It's going on Netflix over in the UK. Yeah, I mean the the idea again, like you said, it's not been announced that. So, like, we're watching WCW Nitro on the network. Is that going to move over to Netflix? It makes sense for it to do that, but do the WWE want to keep that to the side and have it as a side hustle type thing that they can charge? Maybe they'll reduce the prices. I don't know. Maybe because it's all archival footage, yeah, uh, th- and episodes. Are you going to chuck it out for a fiver a month or something? Yeah, well, um, well, that's what that's what they've done on the network. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, on Peacock, they basically just transferred all the archives over, and there was um, some hiccups within doing that because first and foremost, not everything went over. There's like still like content that just never transferred over, hmm. and then there's also that Peacock just started messing with it and going right. We can't have this, we can't have this, we can't have that, we can't have that, and started massively editing content. Right. And you know, I don't, I can't really say if Netflix would do that or right like that. But that's a danger that you have. That's a risk that you have by doing that. If WWE aren't happy with their content being edited by a third party uh, that they've outsourced to, then 
it probably remains better that they do keep the network as a side hustle and just give this as an optional extra of the package that you have with netflix you want the ple events you know just pay a little extra you don't have to pay for the network you want the archival footage go over to the network we've got it there that makes yeah. more sense to me but i'm just spitballing though because i can't imagine that we were happy with how the transfer to, to peacock went you know considering there were a lot of controversy and a lot you know a lot of hiccups as well you know, it's it's a massive risk to do it. It is. It's your it's your domain. It's your it's your content. It's your archival footage, and wouldn't you want to keep ownership of that? You know, and you to do so, as you yeah. will. You know, not lease it out and let them basically be sublet it, while you they're having very little say in regards to it. Yeah. You know, until the fucking contract runs out. You know, I'd, I'd rather they keep it separate personally. But yeah. So obviously, there's no um, there's no news on 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 the structure of of how things are going to go down. There's there's more info um, that have come out of interviews with Nick Khan today, uh, and Nick Khan did say that there's a possibility that Raw could move nights and it would come off Monday, um, and he gave the reasons for, which is obviously the NFL, and they don't want to go up against it. Um, there's also rumours circulating that SmackDown is going to move on to a Tuesday night, uh, but obviously that's a rumour. Uh, but Nick Khan did instigate the idea of Raw being moved, and also the wording. And this is this is again this is something that we've talked about. Um, the wording of Monday Night Raw is not Monday Night Raw anymore. It's just Raw. Yes. And they've done that. They've done that in the press release today, and a lot of people are picking up on that and thinking, okay. That spells the end of Mondays for me. Um, whether or not that's going to happen, we'll have to uh, wait and see. And again, um, um, just to to go off your point, it's like that's not really news because Nick Khan has been asked about questions in in regards to that with the TV negotiations. Mm-hmm. Was that uh, is that? Is it just a struggle to keep it on Monday night? So, you know, if you're looking at different networks, networks that might actually show the NFL or have their own like programming and things like that, is that a, is it a risk of, you know, that they might require Raw to move, move nights and things like that? And he's been saying for a while that they're open to all possibilities. That's not yeah. news today. The news that it's not being called Monday Night Raw in that press release, I mean... Has it always been the branding that it's Monday Night Raw or is it just Raw? Because they've gone back and forth on this over the years, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. You you look at you look at the Monday Night Wars in particular. It was never Monday Night Raw at the time. It was Roy's War. Yeah. Monday wasn't even. A well, it was. It was two. It was Warzone then. Yeah, War Warzone, War, Warzone was the like the last hour basically where yeah. It, oh, yeah. the goals were off type thing. That was. Again, it was a subcategory. It was still Rory's War. That was that was the programming. That was what was adorned on the aprons, on the you know, and all that jazz. That was the name of the show. It wasn't WWE Rory's uh, Monday Night Rory's Raw. You know, you know Rory's War. Sorry. Um, and after that, after that, after the purchase of WCW, for some time. 
it was just raw. It wasn't Monday Night Raw. It was yeah. just raw. Welcome to raw. Welcome to raw. It's something they've gone back and forth with. So I don't know if there is much to read into that isolated. But when the conversation comes back up of, oh, yeah, there is a possibility that we could move nights, then, okay, I can see why people put two and two together and think, okay, then they might be jigging things around and there's a possibility that coming a year's time, it'll be on a Wednesday night or a Thursday night or something like that. For me, there's more risks of moving that from Monday nights than what there is to keeping it. You don't want to go up against NFL, fine, but your viewer base is so preconditioned to watching wrestling on a Monday night, you move it to another night, there is a risk that they're not going to follow. This is something that Dynamite has suffered with. This is something that SmackDown has suffered with, with it being tinkering around and being put, put on overnight. It's what NXT has also suffered with, is that wrestling fans aren't, pre- aren't preconditioned to watching wrestling on a Wednesday night. They're not preconditioned to watching wrestling on a Tuesday night. If anything, they're more preconditioned to watching wrestling on a Thursday night, but also, but not as much as being preconditioned to watching it on a Friday night, which is something that SmackDown has managed to somehow establish over the last few years. It's for me, it's where do you place it as well? Do you want to put it on a Saturday night and go back to PL uh, premium live events being on a Sunday night, or do you have Raw on a, sun, on a Sunday night? And how's that going to affect your premium live events? Are you going to go back to WrestleMania being on one night? Are you going to, you know, are you going to move WrestleMania to the middle of the week? What the fuck are you doing here? Like, for me, don't don't mess with a with a system that works. The branding has not always been Monday Night Raw, but it's what we know more than anything. We we don't take the name Raw as the main thing from that. We take Monday Night. It's Monday Night is the established night for wrestling. This is what they've carted out during the Monday... Again, Monday Night Wars. It's not the wars between, you know, promotional wars. You know, shout out to Corey. It's not... (laughs) It's not, you know, fucking... uh, The wrestling wars. It's not, you know, wars of the federations. War, war, you know... Or anything. It was the Monday Night Wars because they were both on Monday nights. They were up competing against each other, and fucking now that is massive branding in itself. You, you know, this programs dedicated to that. There's fucking there's been discussions of that being part of a two K game some, somewhere down the line. You know, you know, there's fans want shit like that. You know, back and forth fucking showcase mode. You know where the, the it's one what uh, the the two bigger biggest events that happened on Raw and and Nitro particular weeks that fucking where ratings were so fucking tight between them. You know that kind of thing. It's yeah, I think there's way more risk to moving that, and you're, you're risking fucking up what is potentially a great deal with Netflix here, because again they both have an option to be. At, to out of it and if they're not getting the the streams because they've moved to fucking Thursday night every week then Netflix are more likely going to pull the plug on it whereas now if you leave it on Monday nights sure yeah you're going to go up against the NFL and that's going to be difficult for a period of time but for the rest of the year that night is yours that is your night it's what you've had for 30 odd years now 
Yeah, I find it odd that they they're, they're only just deciding. Well, hang on a minute, we can't compete with the NFL. They've, Monday night football's been a thing for donkeys. Yeah, years. they've never liked it. They never liked it because the ratings go down. But guess what, guys? You're on a fucking streaming platform. You may not have the rating for the night, but guess what? You're on a streaming platform. The rating doesn't matter anymore. It's about how yeah. many views you get. If you get views yep. live and you get views the day after, great. But if you're not getting views at all, which is or the views that you you you're aiming for and Netflix wants out of you because you moved to another night, you fucked it. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand it. Wrestling fans, yes, it it does lie with the fans as well that we got to try and condition ourselves to 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 go go for a uh, move to another night, you know. And yeah, uh, you know it's, but it's hard. It's fucking now and impossible at this point. You've been watching something for so long, and then it moves nights. Fucking. Short, lesser shows have been cancelled because of shit like this. You know, stores yeah. that had really good, probably better ratings than Raw, but they moved nights, and then that's it. No one's fucking followed because they don't know where it's gone and everything like that, even though there's advertising bots, but they just so conditioned. And then the networks have cancelled the shows because of it, because they're not, you know, it, it, it happened to, it's happened to many things in the past. Like, yeah, I just, it's something that just gives me a headache, like, just why even entertain that idea? Why even get that out in the open? Like there's somebody I can't remember who said it. It were, I think it were uh, a writer for NordEQ.com. He said last week, and he did a article. Uh, he was suggesting that TNA and AEW should move to Monday nights. And I looked at that and I balked because I thought, well, TNA fucked it when they went onto Monday nights back in the, back in the day and they, they basically put all their eggs in one basket and it did not work out for them they got oblit- obliterated and what happened within a few weeks they moved nights because yeah. they weren't getting a rating now AEW may have the potential to gain that gain some footage I mean uh, footing they will they will have their, their core viewers going over to Monday nights and watching them you know, and that you know, we know a few friends of ours that don't care for WWE no more. Even we're we're getting better. It's not. It's just not in their mind because WWE has had so much bad will to their mindset that they can't they can't give it another chance. Even though it's logically better than what it has been for years, but also being super forgiving for AEW for many things as well. So you kind of like you get that bias and. Uh, Bios exists in wrestling, like you know, for better or worse, they treat them like the sports teams and the tribalism they serve and things like that. And so you, AW are guaranteed to have their following move over to Monday nights with them. However, you're not going to convince WWE fans to tune into Dynamite, no matter how yeah. bad WWE gets. If WWE has a shit night, they're not going to tune into Dynamite because they don't care. Or they don't even know that AEW exists. That's another thing that you gotta you gotta understand. They might not know that AEW exists at all, and yeah. you're potentially killing that audience. Why? Because that night is raw. That night is raw. It's it's theirs. They've dominated for years. You you know, which is why, even despite the fact that. AEW has stagnated viewership wise and they're not rising above that 
you know, they can take pride in the fact that, well, we've still got those view that viewer base and we may have we we may have stagnated to a degree, but it, the onus is on us to try and get people to watch wrestling on Wednesday nights. It's still an ordeal, but they're in the power of that. But they're not. They're going to Monday nights. They've not got the power. If Raw, likewise, if Raw moves to a Thursday night, they don't have the power to bring those fans in as much as what people think they do, because people yeah. are just preconditioned. Wrestling fans, WWE fans, are preconditioned to watching it on Raw, and it's so easy to forget. They've had programming on Tuesday nights NXT. It doesn't do well. It doesn't do well. Why do you think TNT have cancelled it? Because it doesn't bring in viewership. People, I, I forget it's on Tuesday nights. Every fucking week, I forget that it's on. I, I'd be interested to watch it, you know, because I, I like some of the wrestlers are on there. But I end up just watching the 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 the, the, the premium live events because every fucking week, I forget it's on Tuesday night. You know, and when SmackDown was being moved around from fucking Thursday to Tuesday to Wednesday back to Friday and all that, it's like, I forget that it's on. Still to this day, the old Friday, I forget that it's on. But I never forget that Raw's on. And there's a reason mm. why. And I don't speak for all fans, but I know how wrestling fans think at the same time. Yeah. Don't... Do you think Do you think if they moved Raw with this deal, if they moved Raw away from Monday nights... If you're Tony Khan, are you moving AEW to Monday night, unchallenged? I mean, they potentially could do that, and there you because go. Because of the people, as you're saying, Monday night is wrestling night. Yeah, AEW could fucking really take advantage of that. Hmm. You know, it's just about whether or not they they want to fancy they fancy the chances of going up against NFL. I mean, again, it also really uh, it really comes down to what the network wants as well. But they've also est- they've established a, a they've, they've already established a how do I put it? Just a, a general agreement with the network that if baseball's on or basketball's on or whatever fucking American sport that I'm forgetting, you know, is on on a particular night, you know, be it collision, be it uh, rampage, the on occasion, it's been dynamite. They'll, they'll change the night for a week. Yeah. You know, and if you notice when they do that, they still have a, a drop in ratings. They still yeah. have a drop in ratings because people forget. But they're only doing it for the odd week so that mm. they're not going up against against them and things like that. I, I think that it doesn't exist in their consciousness, like the NFL. I don't think it'll exist in their consciousness, consciousness because there's more to gain from moving to Monday nights than what there is to to lose, because if they move nights, things you know, just for the week, the odd week, even whenever NFL's on, they're not going to get that rating anyway. So they may as well just stay on the on the night. You take that Monday night, you'll you'll get fans following. You know, one way or another, fans will follow that brand because, yeah, okay, they've been always been on Wednesday nights, but it's not like it's. An established, like a long-term established thing. Like I say, you know, you, you you don't really. They've never really gone above a certain level because people don't know they're on or they forget they're on or whatever, you know. But if they move to Monday nights and 
people are looking like, oh shit, where's Raw? Where's Raw? And they can't find Raw or Raw's on and they just can't get out of that get out of that mindset of just like looking for wrestling on another night. Instead of just becoming a lapse fan, there's this other brand that's on Monday nights all of a sudden. Oh yeah, I'll fucking check them out. Yeah. And there you go. You've just opened it opening yourself up to assault from AW by doing that. And yeah, you you don't want to be doing that. Just you know, if I'm WWE, I'm not I'm not entertaining the idea. That's our night. We've had that night for thirty one years. Fuck the rest. That's always we're keeping it. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Um so obviously with the uh you, you said you said a couple of things in there that, that um I can clarify actually. So I think TNA I think TNA Impact's highest rating was the day that they moved to Monday nights. Yes. I think it was. And even though it got as you said it, it didn't work out, it did work out for a couple of weeks. But that first one particularly, I do remember, was the day that like everybody came in. Yeah. You know, they had like eight new people start and two of them were the nasty boys, so fuck that. But um there was a lot of shit went down that day. Uh, and obviously Brett came back to the WWF on the same day. WWE on the same day, sorry. Um, but it still, it, it was still advantageous to him. It was almost as if all those old WCW fans had realised, oh shit, wrestling's back on a Monday uh, and it's not the WWE. Oh, I'll have to check this out. There's also so, the... I mean... It, when was when was that that when was that that happened? It was like two thousand and twelve, something like that. Oh, I've, 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 yeah, because Impact Wrestling was definitely around in two thousand thirteen because I saw them live in two thousand thirteen. Yeah. So I think it was like two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve time when they actually experimented with going back to uh, going up, going to Monday nights. Um, but also at that time. You know, outside of CM Punk and you know Daniel Bryan and a couple couple of others scattered here and there, WWE was not really the thing to watch. I mean, fans have been turned off because of John Cena being on top a lot. You know, they, it was basically his show. Um, they weren't doing so hard. They may still had the ratings and things like that, but you know, people were just watching for the sake of watching. It it was painful to watch back then. I, and I hate to fucking say that. I I was still watching, but you know we were having the fucking Muppets on Raw and all sorts, and it's just like <laughs> I'm not tuning in for fucking Ozzy Osbourne to be Raw general manager, even as entertaining as Ozzy can be. I, I'm not tuning into the Osbournes here. I'm not. I don't want him involved in my wrestling. You know, it, to that degree. I don't want any celebrity involved in my wrestling to that degree. Okay, the odd celebrity here or there, I think is great and can be a very advantageous. But if they're on every Monday night, then celebrities are a dominant factor in that programming. And that's what it was. And there was no substance because WWE were like, you know, they had the old fucking Kevin Nash mentality. We've already got their money. You know, we've already got their viewership. So we don't really need to put the effort. And they half-assed it. And fucking hell... Some of the product back then was diabolical bad. It were like some of the worst pr- products in wrestling that I've ever seen. WCW in 2000 gets a fucking hard rap. Look at fucking WWE from the years of when in 2007 right up to like 2014. It wasn't pretty. Huh. It was awful. And 
So I think back then, of course TNA taking that's you know that that Monday night slot and trying to go up against, it's gonna get people fucking like shit. Why am I watching this shit when I can go see what's on the other show and see who might turn up? Jeff Hardy's not in the company anymore. You know maybe he'll turn up on TNA. Swear to it, he fucking does. You know like. It's, there's factors there, and the fact right now, WWE are in such a good place, they, they, they've got consistently good to great episodes of Raw, as hmm. hard as three hours it is to watch, you know, some weeks, they've consistently got people that wrestling fans wants to see. You know, fucking R-Truth was in the main event last night, not wrestling, it was just like a distraction piece, and they were funny and things like that, and I, you know, I'd I'd be pissed off that in a fucking go home show to the 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 sorry the best fucking pay per view of the year, not WrestleMania, the Royal Rumble in a go home show that there's fucking comedy in the main event segment between two rivals. I'd I'd usually be peed off about that because it's never always been delivered well. I always look at there's a time or a place, but then but our truth is so fucking. Incredibly funny. It's so incredible. What he does, he owns it so fucking well, and and how the wrestlers will play off him and all that. The fact that he had a distraction trying to fucking give Damien Priest some money for some fucking knockoff shirts he was selling because he thinks he's part of the Judgment Day when he's not, you know, and ends up fucking costing him the match because of it. That shit's fucking brilliant, and you know, for a main event, be it go go to well. You know why it worked? Because he'd already sold me on Royal Rumble beforehand in that night. The the main event, it could be a throwaway just to fucking boil the tensions between two more characters. You know, mm. it could have, it, it may have had the odd throw, you know, it may be a throwaway because it was silly and comedic and all that, but it's what people are tuning in for right now. It's that fucking thing. Arthur is probably the biggest racing grab right now. And I'm not even fucking joking. It's because he's just so fucking blessing and everything he's done since he came back from injury has been fucking gold it's hit it hits it out the park every single fucking night so you know overall WWE's got a good product going on they've got a lot of things you know a lot, they've got great wrestling you know they, they're giving time to wrestlers and things like that and they've got good comedy and good entertaining shit and that's fucking hard to compete with and that's always been WWE's strength when they've been God, and I mean it speaks for wrestling. When it's hot, you can't do no wrong. When it's cold, you can't do no right. You can't do anything right. And at the moment, WWE, they they they're not doing much wrong. They're not doing much wrong. It'd be dangerous to go up head to head with them now. It's too. It's said so again. It's it's just a different time. It's a different time, yeah. and as much as we'd like to have the choice, I'm glad that we've got the choice on different days, and that yeah, nobody no. Overcome it is going to suffer. It, it, like going up against a couple of weeks might actually be okay. There's an alternative. If, if I'm just like not feeling it tonight, I might go watch Dynamite. That'd be great, you know. But long term, it's not a solution. You'll just kill. There, there are good some pros to it, but there's a whole hell of a lot more cons. Yeah, I think so. Um, just to go back to that impact, uh, the first impact against Raw. Uh, it actually tops out at 4.5 million viewers. Fucking hell. Uh, the Raw that night averaged 5.6 million viewers. So they basically uh, took a chunk of fucking fans, though. Yeah, yeah. They said it, they're saying it. Um, so I, I'm saying that 
they're including the replay in that as well. Right. So, um, but it peaked. It peaked with three million viewers for the for the Hulk Hogan segment. Uh, Average two point two million, but with the replay, it was around four point five million. Um, and that was the that was that was the record setter, and probably to this day, well, it will be to this day, won't it? That it was, uh, it's it remains unbeaten. But that was the that was their first one. Raw got a three point six, and Impact got a one point five. That's like, that's like, WCW territory in it in like ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand and one. So it's nothing. It's not something to fucking. Turn your nose up at it. If no. anything, it's a it's a good effort, isn't it? Really, yeah, very good effort. Um, I mean, if if fucking hell, if if we go against City and you know we lose three one, you've put up a valiant effort. Yes. You know what I mean. You you come out, you wouldn't come out satisfied, but you 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 knew what was going to happen. <laughs> essentially, yeah. Harlan's up front. So what are you going to do? Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's how that went. But in terms of in terms of there's not really much else to say really because you've you've covered quite a lot of it to be fair of what yeah. I, what I was going to bring up um, that kind of shit I've been thinking about all day like I, yeah. the one thing I didn't <laughs> think about was fucking dynamite going to uh, to, to Mondays if they move if Raw moved nights I didn't even actually think about that to be yeah. honest with you, until you actually mentioned it it's like well yeah okay there's a good opportunity that fucking solidifies my point don't move night do not move nights yeah. for your own benefit this uh, this deal also it makes um, it makes for interesting reading for AEW because obviously if they're still looking to get TV deals or to the the, the idea is that they'll become some sort of like hybrid TV slash um, streaming type thing um, they look really good to international pr- prospective international TV buyers not so not necessarily a TRT sports which I'll explain to everybody is a, a premium sports package that you add on to your TV subscription here in the UK and it usually costs about £30 a month uh, that's currently what Raw and Smackdown reside on if I'm getting that right is, yeah, NXT, yeah. is NXT on there? NXT's been cancelled by TNT so at the moment uh, NXT is on the network oh right yeah. okay again, so again, again going back to what I was saying because nobody fucking watched it Yeah. in fact I'll tell you, um, I'll tell you what about um uh, since the mid Tuesday nights, I've watched a bit of NXT once, and that were a couple of weeks ago when I'm in hospital. But I would, right. I would, I would just sat there fucking bored and waiting, so I thought, fuck it, I'll just, uh, I'll just bring up. Uh, and you, re- bring, you remembered? Yeah, bringing up my Virgin got because someone mentioned it because like you, you get the like fight form, what have you, buddy? You're not watching it because it's their fucking job that you know the wrestling's their career essentially, you know. Yeah. So they they keep they keep in touch with things like that. And I just saw it, and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it and see what's what. And what I saw before I got called in, I was like, okay, it's not bad, and everything like that. But then again, last week, you know what? Forgot you were on. See, it's every other week. Because yeah. I just, you know, because it's, it's hard to fucking keep track. Yeah. So, yeah, AEW obviously charges a hell of a lot less for their TV rights than the WWE does because obviously they, they don't bring in as many eyes. Now, internationally, that, that might change because obviously, like in the UK, again, they they normally do bring in more eyes, but that's because they're on linear t- TV rather than pay per view TV, which is what WWE is currently on. Yeah. Um, 
it would also be completely fucking suicidal for AEW to sign with a TNT Sport, for example. Yeah, I was I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it were more beneficial when like WWE were on Sky Sports, for that example. Like I think, I think their ratings, their viewership has probably dropped because of the move to TNT Sport because people don't want to pay thirty pound or whatever it is for the extra, you know, for the package a month. Like so now, yeah. you know, so and. and I think that was definitely a factor in WWE deciding, okay, in an international market, we'll negotiate, like in particularly like in, in the UK, getting off TNT and getting onto Netflix. Hmm. You know? Yeah. It's definitely been up there because, like yeah. I said, you, if you're looking at it, you know, just a few weeks before the, uh, this, this deal was signed, sealed, delivered, I'm yours. Uh, <laughs> by Netflix, um, or on WWE's part, however you want to look at it. TNT cancelled Netflix uh, NXT, so there you go. Like it, it goes to show that there is substantial evidence that goes in their favour to actually go onto Netflix, because that is okay. that is always always going to be a risk with Raw and SmackDown. I mean, I'm assuming like if they're going onto Netflix at the beginning of next year over here. They're not really cancelling the current agreement with TNT. That's coming up. Mm. I can't imagine that it's a, a, an actual agreement. That seems to me like, yeah, the deal's probably coming up. And, um, yeah, it's time to... Like, we're not going to renegotiate with TNT because we've got this other idea. You know, we, we've got this... You've got Netflix in our back pocket. Yeah. I'm actually going to just do a quick Google of that. And see what what that contract was. So if I go, uh, so so I put because obviously it was BT Sports at the time. Nope, that's wrong. Uh, someone so, someone did did moot that that they were looking at something like $127 million from all international rights, and that includes India. Yeah. Um, Walking for what? But it was yeah. 257 million. It was 257 million for Raw's rights domestically alone, but they were getting 100, 100 odd million for international distribution rights for everything. So, right. I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have thought that the BT Sport deal would be that much. Yeah. Um, from what I can see here, is that it's just the semantics, the specifics. Sorry, weren't actually revealed. It was just classed yeah. as a multi-year deal. Now, I'm gonna say they they started on BT Sport in January 2020 so it does stand to reason that it probably was a five year contract and that yeah. now they're choosing to back out you know instead of continuing on with that with that network it was like no we're, we're, we're moving we're moving on um, I couldn't imagine them signing a fucking four year deal let's just say it's always usually like with something like that like broadcast rights it'll be five years ten years twenty years maybe but it's usually like five years ten years the allocation three years four is just a bit of a weird number. Yeah, I, I, I'd imagine Does that it, it's expiring. 
do the do the terms change because the ownership of the company changed with it going to TNT? Uh, no, because that's just a rebranding, essentially. You know that that contract is in place, and the contracts that they have with like the Premier League and things like that, they were they weren't touched. It weren't a part of any negotiation. Though this 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 whole deal with T, uh, with BT rebranding as TNT because of the new um, alliance, if you want to call it, or, or whatever you want to call it, with uh, with Warner Brothers Discovery is that it was just being rebranded as TNT. That's it. Literally, that's it. Cut and dry. The product they have, they, they, those things will remain the same. You know, they will, they will stay on that. Because, like, you look, you look at Europa League and, um, and uh, freaking, what is it, one Europa Conference League and things like that. Yeah. You know, it, it's not like they've decided, yeah, we're not having that or anything like that. No, still continue. Why not? I can't imagine WWE were really any different than the, the pro, any other program they have. It's just going to remain the mm. same. It's just, you know, they, they're taking over. I, I mean, if if you're watching, like, say, fucking SmackDown on a Friday night, usually what will happen after if you just leave TNT Sports on is that you'll have, uh, like, an ex-footballer uh, just looking at, like, the, all the favourite shirts. I can't remember the name of the program or anything like that. That's usually the thing that comes on after SmackDown. And I think on, a, on occasion it has been Raw as well. But that's not a TNT production. That was a BT Sports production. So they yeah. basically their schedule has just not changed. It's not like, oh yeah, we'll just uh, we've got we got this in our back pocket. We'll put this on. It's like no, they're just using what's already been syndicated. So yeah, I I don't think anything's changed in that regard. There won't be a new deal. There won't be a renegotiation. There won't be a finance things like that. It's just a rebranding. You're just part, you know, part of this, the cog. You know, you you know you're you're a cog in this system. That's it. You know, and uh, when it's time time to change the cog, that's when we get our hands dirty. You get your hands dirty. Up to you guys. You know, just yes, yeah, yeah. I very much doubt it. I think I think it's just cut and dry. Five year contract. It's coming up, and they're moving on. Yeah. Well, that uh, part of that does uh, segue into the final bit that I'll just I'll just go through quickly here. Um, just, <laughs> yeah, the, the actual. Oh, this is a tuning into Nitro, and we've been talking about this for well over an hour now. Oh, <laughs> <I know>. um, <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's it's actually the state of the company that is entering into the agreement with the WWE. Now, it's worth noting that as of June last year, the WWE was running at a four four hundred million dollar uh, debt. Which isn't a lot for for a company of that size. Um, it's actually quite impressive, to be fair. Um, but how, however, when you look on the other side and you look at Netflix's debt, um, and they literally, literally had they they were the other thing that 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 came out today is that this this afternoon, or rather tonight in UK time, this afternoon in American time, that um, they had their sort of media call on their fourth quarter earnings and stuff. Uh, now, before that, in their previous um, call, it was September 2023, they were in $14.2 billion worth of debt. And that's a fucking lot. Uh, that's actually gone up after the letter was released today. It's gone up by some $200 million, even though they're attempting to cut costs and haven't actually made many, if any, acquisitions whatsoever to go on the network. Um what the guy did say today is that they've they've done X, Y, and Z 
to try and um, appease the investors and the people that they've loaned the money from. Um, that they're now in a position to pay back that money without uh, the business being affected um, and not having to delay repayments or uh, take other loans out or anything like that. They've actually got that revenue coming in now to pay the creditors. Uh, now, obviously, in my head, I'm thinking, right, but you've just signed a deal to pay $500 million per year to a to a company to 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 this to to show them on your network so how are you going to pay for it if 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 those if those prices were to stay the same and i can't i can't remember the prices to be honest but i, I it's something around the tenor um i'm sure it's like 9.99 a month at the moment um if you were keeping those prices at 9.99 you've got to find a way to pull 500 million per year out of your ass and that's either going to go A these guys are expecting 50 million additional sign ups because of this WWE deal that's absolutely not going to happen most WWE fans have already got Netflix that's just a given um, B the price goes up I think that's the most logical thing that's yep. going to happen they've, they've already said that the price is going up anyway it's starting again in 2025 the price is going to go up even further in April probably because of inflation and then it's going to go up again in 2025 and the quote is as we invest in and improve Netflix we'll occasionally ask our members to pay a little extra to reflect those improvements which in turn helps drive the positive flywheel of additional investment to further improve and grow our service Um, they also said that the tier that you were talking about earlier on which is the lowest uh, oh, what was it the, the lowest ad free tier is going to be completely removed um so they are angling towards adverts yeah going into the programming will it go into everything i don't know i, I would presume that it would but even if it doesn't you can almost guarantee that there will be adverts of some kind in the WWE programming I would have thought but it looks like they're wrangling at every tier having adverts at this point even though you're paying for it you'll probably have less adverts or no adverts the more that you pay yeah which is basically the same kind of operation that your standard uh, terrestrial television on demand service would, would have like you know uh, with BBC aside because they don't do an advertisement or like that and their, their service is pretty much free um, no, you like you you like you have uh, Channel Four online. It's it's just called Channel Four, which is fucking bizarre considering that their channel is called Channel Four. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, you, with that you'll get uh you get the ad ad free service, which will have ads like maybe t- uh, I think there's like two blocks in every like half hour episode of any program things like that you end up with like two freaking blocks of adverts usually about 30 seconds each way something like that i can't i can't quite remember if that's right uh, i can't remember what the last thing i actually watched on that service was and it, and it's the same with itvx and other things it's like you want the premium service you'll just pay a little extra and it's not really expensive it's only like freaking 2.99 something like that and you'll you get no ads um yeah 
But I remember specifically the last time I did have a subscription service with uh, Channel 4, they also happened to mention that even though it's de described as ad-free, there would still be advertisements in the on, the on the thing itself, you know, sporadically, which means at the beginning of every episode, we're saying, this is what's on Channel 4. That's it. There's nothing mm. more to it than that. You're not getting any strongbow ads or anything like that. It's just, I don't know why I felt a strongbow. <laughs> I think that's because, <laughs> I think it's because that was one of the ads that was constantly on at the time. You know, people singing in a fucking pub in Newcastle, which was quite a cool, cool advert, actually. It gave you that warm, fuzzy feeling of what it's like to be in a pub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're all fucking drunks over here, guys. Uh, <laughs> no, um, yeah, so if Netflix were to do that, it would make sense. It'd be, I think, a lot of people would be more receptive to that rather than no matter what you fucking pay, you're going to have adverts. But if they're going to go into the live TV model as well, which is where streaming services are going to have to go anyway, let's be honest, yeah. like this is, where, this is where we're going in the world and Netflix can, you know, I mean, uh, sorry, not Netflix, uh, Amazon Prime have already done this themselves when they, watch, when they have Premier League live streaming on their platform. They'll have adverts on, like, any other television network would have. People have got to realise adverts aren't going to go away because, of, you know, cable TV and normal TV is slowly dying to death. It's not going to go away. Those adverts are going to need placement elsewhere. So what would you rather have? Like, you know, being in the middle of, you know, of, you know, uh, live TV on Netflix instead of scattered around everywhere else on Netflix, just have it there and, you know, it's just be like watching TV as normal. Or do you want the advertisers just to, like, go go different avenues and that's it. This is where buses don't even look like buses anymore because it's completely covered in fucking different policies and things like that. You have fucking uh, a billboard in every fucking 300 yards on the motorway with another advert and more risk of fucking crashing because you're looking at what's there or you know you're just going to have magazines and newspapers and whatever other things print media also dying above uh, big death being less articles more adverts you know you got to pick you got to pick your battles and I'm just spitballing that's spitballing what this potentially how this could affect the advertisement system in general you know I think the one thing I fear the most out of this is that fucking uh, the football shirts in, in Britain are going to look like those in France you know fucking sponsors <laughs> yeah. absolutely everywhere and, yeah. and we don't want that leave that for fucking F1 cards thank you yeah it, it's just pick your battles like I just don't give a shit about adverts enough I really don't to, to really if it, if it was really intrusive where they would just like two blocks every 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 uh every fucking half hour episode sure but you know if it's just going to be like our tv is i don't care i don't care i'm used to it so it, that's the other thing so, is that that we're we're used to having an ad break in the middle and it like being every 15 minutes or something like that now if they follow the 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 american route of doing things there could be five or six ad breaks in an hour 
Which is what we used to watching Raw and fucking TNT Sport anyway, because it's no different. Is it not? No, it's no different whatsoever. It, right. You know, when they go to break in America, we go to they go to break over here. Which is also like when we were watching uh, Rampage at mine a couple of weeks ago. There was you not notice how many ads there was in that? It's because it was that same thing. It's it's like the same broadcast in America, even though we got it pre-recorded. But the only difference is that some of the ad breaks it will just go to the the rampage islands and then just come straight back. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Right. So I don't. I yeah. I just don't see that changing at all. I think if anything, there might be a chance where commercial breaks will be less. Uh, you know, just less intrusive being on a streaming platform because cause then that way it's they can play by Netflix. Uh, you know, they end up having to play by Netflix's rules. WWE aren't in control of these ad breaks. That's the networks in America in general. Yeah. So net, net, no. I don't think Netflix would go down that route because that is a surefire way of putting people off. You they know? did say today that. Um, the action will continue during ad breaks. He said that the it'll be more headlocks, and he obviously said that tongue in cheek. But <laughs> what they're basically meaning is that there's just going to be a there's going to be a slowdown pace when the ad breaks are on, so they're going to continue the action, and that makes me think that again, Netflix are obviously going to do this ad free option, and to be brutally honest, I think if people complain about paying 30 quid a month for TNT Sport I think that's how much you're going to be paying for Netflix come next year I won't be surprised ad free yeah I won't be surprised ad free yep but um, that's the reason why they're going to have transitional bits in the match so they, they have to know when the when the adverts are on there'll probably a diff- uh, probably be a colour it'll be above the camera it'll or be, something like that it'll more likely be the ref prompting could be that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, be. any person that watches wrestling, if I tell you to actually watch course of what the referees do in at all times, you'll pick up on this very quickly. Like referees do randomly just talk to wrestlers. You know, you oh, can, yeah. you just look at them and they're like having a conversation whilst they're fucking down on the mat. It's like the guy's really passed out on the mat and this guy's going blah 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 blah. It's like you know what they're telling them. It's like oh yeah, there's only two minutes left, guys. You know, that kind yeah. of thing, or, oh shit, he, you know, he, he's hurt his ankle, so we're going to have to wrap this up. Whatever. That's what they're doing. It's called communication. Communication constantly happens in the ring. Yeah. I think it'll be more, more likely to be that. What I did find interesting, though, was uh, somebody on Twitter last week was saying that uh, where Raw was last week, because they were very limited production because of snowstorms and all that, so they had a. Yeah. A really bad set, like well, I say a really bad set. It was cut down, weren't it? It was cut down. They had trusses in the middle, which got really weird. And there was also uh, freestanding rigging above the ring instead of actual uh, lights attached to the ceiling of the arena itself. Hmm. You know, like they used to have massive rigging that would just hang from bloody wires and all that. It was just a freestanding thing, and people going, "Oh yeah, they got a new set," and it's weren't. It's because it was a snowstorm, and they couldn't get all the production there. It's similar yeah. as that, you know. Um, but somebody was actually saying that when they were last in the arena, in the arena, they're saying that they remember it being more full and, and, and what have you. So they thought like, "Oh yeah," they, they surmised that uh, because of the lack of production, they just cut off most of the arena to make it look fuller. 
you know, mm. by bringing the set inwards because it did look really small. But he also happened to mention what happens during ad breaks, which is when he was last seen Raw, when they were last there, was that the wrestlers completely stopped in the ring. Yeah, I saw a video of Randy Orton doing it. Yeah, and I think that's a bit fucking weird. It's like, yeah, I, I'd rather you just slow the pace down than just get a breather, you know, just do a couple of headlocks or, you know, just play to the crowd and things like that. Because to be honest with you, you're doing that throughout the match and no one will fucking notice. Just stopping in the middle of the ring, that's just fucking such bullshit. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, if you're in the live crowd, that takes you straight out of it, doesn't it? Yeah. That's it's, it's just a momentum killer. Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing the video of Randy Orton. So before the break, he'd literally, I think it was on SmackDown, he'd come down and as the ad break was uh, beginning, he he was just putting a foot on the step to get into the ring and then he had to stay there and somebody filmed him the entire time and all he's doing is just pacing back and forth but I think he was confronting Roman Reigns Roman Reigns was in the ring with Paul Heyman and nobody knew what to do they just all stood there and the fans were like what the fuck is going on yeah this goes to show how badly paced that show must have been as well like in the fact that they're having to cut to an entrance what uh, you know cut to uh, advertisements while someone's making their entrance so they're having to stand on the rope it's like you know what don't do that then just don't do yeah. it because it it makes no sense time to show you know a little bit better work around it a little bit better you know okay you know, you know someone's going to come out for an entrance just okay during the ad break they can fucking play to the crowd a little bit you know that's it walk around the ring yeah walk around the ring fucking you know just uh, slap hands with the crowd fucking abuse if you're healed just to spend more time hamming it up I mean, you're only on the you're only a break for two minutes yeah. you know and if you have that it's going to keep the momentum you play to the crowd and all that just having them walking backwards and forwards until he comes back it's like right right Mr. Orton get your foot back on that bottom step right or, or whatever you're getting the ring or whatever it is it's like again it's momentum killer yep you know it's shit that we don't see and it's like okay but it's it's just so fucking that is just so weird. Yeah, it is. I'd rather I'd rather they just slow it down. So yeah. I I don't think it would really harm my experience if they did that. And I can't really say what to, uh, I don't think Dynamite does that because they do the uh, picture in picture, don't they, for their advertisements? For the most part, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's there's certain ad breaks they just cut to an ad break, but um, if there's a match on, they usually go picture in picture. Yeah, for Dynamite, that is. Like, uh, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. They never did that over here. They just cut to a break, like and very abruptly, you know, because then yeah. then you'll get the pre-recorded fucking Tony Schiavone or Taz or whatever, you know, going uh, uh, rampage will be back after this short interview, uh, uh, short break, and it like you know yeah. so obviously that that is post-production. It's not actually <laughs> them saying it live. It's just a way to get around the fact that they're cutting to breaks and they're, they're not going to have picture in picture over here. So if you watch it, if you watch it online, I think it's is it on Fight? Um, yes, or something like that. If you watch it on Fight, there's no ad breaks whatsoever. So when they go to break, this is this is this happened when Tony Storm was on commentary. Um, obviously, the commentary continues, and that's when she was saying certain things about like being on her period at the same time as Soraya <laughs> and all that sort of stuff because they're all in a, fact, a faction together they were like, she was like we were that close that we all sync two periods together and all that sort of stuff but 
in the picture in picture, obviously the audio from the advert is what you hear. Yes. And over here, like you said, there's no picture in picture at all. And that's that's a gripe I've got and I'm hoping that the next time the the, the rights the T V rights deals for AEW comes up that they might actually be able to integrate something else into that because we're obviously missing things or in those ad breaks that are quite significant. Or you're um, just looking at live over here without having Fight TV. It's simple as that. Because a lot of people, yeah. uh, uh, Fight TV have come under under pressure uh, recently because last year they had a couple of price hikes in one year, in one calendar year. Yeah, I remember, I remember the business is looking grim. Yes, very grim. And I, I think it's if you actually go on Twitter now, it's not Fight TV, it's Summer on Fight TV. It's, it's yeah. got a new, yeah. like this like, sub-name or... Fight TV is kind of like the subname. It looks like they're... I don't know if they're just advertising it in the midst of a rebrand or something like that, but, yeah, it's not looking good because they've, they've, they've had a couple of price hikes in one year or one and fans aren't happy with it. Yeah. And I, fe- yeah. And I look at it, it's like... If, if you're if you're a paying fan for that, why would you pay for it then? Just so they convenience to watch it live. When, you know what? I can probably find a dodgy stream. Mm-hmm. You know? And saved myself for his seven ninety nine a month or whatever it is now. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I mean, the only other thing to say right now is that the current raw deal uh, expires on the first of October, twenty twenty four. So, what do you do for two months? I think they'll probably have a deal in place with USA just to continue on. Uh, I would have thought that. Yeah, as well. I can't. But I can't. I, did... I can't imagine anything else. I did start thinking, like, what if they were to do, like, a completely hard reset? Because it is a new era. I wouldn't take the titles off people, obviously. That would be such a no, 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 no. thing to yeah, do. No. I reckon that's what Vince Russo would suggest. You probably would, yeah. <laughs> but you could, do, you could do house shows, yeah. uh, just keep it off TV for two months. Because, like you said, the, the audience is always going to come back anyway. Well, I mean, that, um, that's what TNA have just done, when you think about it. They had, yeah. the, they had a Bound for Glory, and then that was it. They just said, yep. "Yeah, we're rebranding," and they didn't have TV for a while. They, mm. they basically just did hard reset, you know, just like let the wrestlers have a break and all that. But the only thing that goes against that is that Nick Khan has said that they're going to be scaling back house shows because of the costs and things like that. So oh, yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, so they're probably just going to like. I don't know. They could. I mean, potentially they could just do house shows in the meantime, or they could just say, "Right, you guys are off the road for a couple of months. Go back home. Go see your families. Enjoy your time off. You know, we'll we'll pick back up in January." Yeah. You know, you get Christmas off and all that sort of stuff. The but... only thing that goes against that theory, and it goes against your theory as well, is one of the big uh, things about WWE is uh, raw its clusters. And I don't think it's actually right. I think it's just like a, a gimmick, really. It's just it's just the things that they can try and lay claim to. There's probably programs that will last longer, but it's like longest weekly episodic t- uh, television show. Yeah, you know, yeah. and they'll want to continue that. And they're not they're not going to do what they'll just do, like I say, for Raw landed on Christmas Day. Apart from a few years ago when it did, and they decided we like, we're going to be on Raw on Christmas Day. Uh, this Christmas Day this year they didn't do that. They just had recaps. Show. There's yeah, always, the best of, yeah, yeah, there's only so much recaps you can have anyway. They're not gonna have that for two fucking months. 
The thing is, and I know, I know it's oh, sorry, but for, oh, a fr- whole three months as a correct correction, really, when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, it would be, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it might be reaching, but whatever that we said you Saturday night's incarnation was previous to it being WCW Saturday night actually went for like forty one years. Let me, weekly. Well there you go. <laughs> I think it was like Georgia Championship Wrestling or something like that. Well there you go. So but that's I don't know. Revisionist history, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Or because it significantly changed its name, whereas this has obviously stayed the same company. Yeah. So this, this, like you said, semantics and all that sort of stuff. It's uh, it's all about what fits an argument, I suppose. Mm. Oh, so um, yeah, it's now quarter past three in the morning. Uh, <laughs> the question is, should we do the episode or should we do the episode tomorrow? I'm busy for the next couple of days, unfortunately. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Uh, so uh, I, I said busy a couple of days, and and. Uh, I'm busy tomorrow night. Uh, I mean Wednesday night. Uh, Thursday night, I am actually technically free, but I'm in work at half five the next morning. That's fine. Yeah. No, we'll do it. We'll do it now. Right. Get, it get, get it out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, you've no way to go in the morning, have you? Tomorrow morning? Yeah. No, no, just work. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, afternoon and and the same. So let's just yeah. let let's. I, I probably could do that uh, fucking uh, Brock Lesnar impression now, like with the way of fucking voices, you know. Let's but- do this. <laughs> yeah, that was counted in the- like that. Pardon? Counted in like that. Yeah, three. Oh shit, my phone's locked. <laughs> not a good start. Not a good start. Okay, so. Three, two, right. So, if we're gonna do it that way, if we're gonna count in like that, are we gonna press play when I said this? Yeah. Right. We'll do it that way. I've just gotta get that clear. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, three, two, one. Let's do this. <laughs> oh fucking hell! Straight in again. Maybe they're making a new opening. I don't know. Yeah, I've got to. I doubt s- it. I've got a set. I've. I, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. I probably have. I fucking love that set. Yeah, we I've, said I've, it in last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we we did talk about like the LED boards that are just like predominant these days and all that. But yeah, I do fucking love that set. It's not really so much like because it is quite rinky dink. I don't think it's like a, an amazing set by any means. It's just the fact that because it's all these steel trusses and that. And they're not afraid. Oh, fucking hell, Savage is here. Straight away, straight oh. into it. Um, Sandy's contract. What I like about it is because of all the the trusses, they didn't just get, like, you know, matte, bloody grey trusses. It was actually fucking shining steel. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not mild steel. It's actually shining steel. And because of the, the, the they don't really have any particular colours that they brand like you know raw it's red Smackdown it's blue these they don't really have like colourful lights in the crowd or anything like that it's just white and all that and because of, you know because of the colour they have the colour for the logo and things like that you know they just they can have whatever colour lights they want on that entrance ramp and when you get all these purple and yellow and green just, it just looks gorgeous it looks yeah. great and I've just got 
uh, with captions on, and all I was read was major stroke. So, <laughs> who's had a major stroke? Are they just saying that Hulk Hogan's got major stroke? I think it was something like that, yeah. Yeah. He did say that he'd been blackballed. Yeah. Now, all I can say is that this is a fucking, this is Savage basically prepping for being in the NWO soon enough. Because I know that's coming up. I don't know when it's coming up, but I know it happens before Starcade. So we've got a good 11 months yet, and he's already in fucking black. And this, you know, is, is this Dark Side Savage again? Well, I don't know. He's just called. He's just told Bischoff to kiss his ass. So, but then again, fucking uh, Kevin Nash and uh, Scott Hall uh, completely obliterated Eric Bischoff just weeks before he bloody revealed he was a. Well, not even weeks, true. like months, you know. So before he, before we found out that he was the owner and all, uh, not the owner, the uh, the man behind the NWO. So, fuck it, you know. I mean, it makes just as much sense for Savage just to. I mean, to be honest with you, does it really make much sense that Savage joins in with you all anyway? Like, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't really have the full context, but when you see what's happened, it's like, okay, yeah, they fucking uh, Hogan turned on me, and then they've tortured my wife, you know, they kidnapped, kidnapped my wife and all that, and they've held her captive and blah 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 blah. Yeah, I'm just gonna join them. It, it, yeah, if you can't beat them and all that, what? Yeah, but that—that's just a bit much, like you know. That's like—that's yeah, yeah. like being fucking captured by ISIS, and it's like, all right, you know, I can't fucking get out of this. I'll join you. I'll become a terrorist. <laughs> I'm pretty sure somebody's gonna get offended by that. But you know, you get the point. So it looks like Macho's just gonna sit in the ring and ah, fuck it, we're gonna have a match round him. <laughs> <laughs> that's the idea here well I did say there has to be a story behind this so I can't wait for this yeah I, 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 all I'm saying is I can't see Savage Woody taking on Shabo uh, Guerrero so he it, really does look like Homer Simpson I was just about, I was just about to bring this up right so eager eyed uh, uh, followers on Twitter uh, and, and what have you, you may notice that I have set up a TikTok account for for the podcast because I'm just getting into editing videos. I've got a few ideas in the in the plans of just getting them sorted and all that. You know, it's a bit difficult to do when you're fucking working ten hours like I did yesterday. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I want to get be more proactive and things like that because I think like where Twitch is going and things like that, it, it 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 it's good to have an extra avenue, isn't it? And yeah. and I know you can do like if you want to create videos, you can upload them. I know you're good at your video editing and things like that, and that's the whole idea. But because Renice is an avid TikTok uh, user, she asked me to send me send me a video. So I sent her a video and said, "This ain't got no context for you whatsoever, but it's uh, a video that we are going to use for promotional for uh, an episode that we've already recorded." It's it's where <laughs> Super Cowell tries to do a crossbody against Conan and just oh. falls. And I edited that to the we'll be right back meme. <laughs> and fucking Mike loved it. So I sent her that. And she thought it was, one, hilarious, even outside of context, because she knows the meme. And she turned around to me and says, is that Homer Simpson in the ring? <laughs> and I first thought, and I went, what? Conan, a.k.a. the guy in the white in the white tank top. She went, no, the guy in the blue shirts. <laughs> And I, went, and I had to look and I went, oh yeah, it is him. 
I completely <laughs> forgot you're in that match. But yeah. Who needs all these fucking AI when, we, when we've got the real Homer Simpson here? That's it, yeah. Jesus Christ. It's just looks so much like him. It's bizarre. I remember... I remember... Uh, so I listened to Ashes of Eagle podcast and it were... Uh, they were, they were watching the XFL and I thought, fuck it. Uh, not XFL, XWF, sorry. And I thought, oh, fucking watch it. And they said that there were this wrestler and I can't remember who it were. I think it might have been Horace Hogan. And they said, and they were against another guy that were bald. And they said it was basically Homer versus Homer. And <laughs> the guy that Horace Hogan was facing, he actually, actually he landed and he actually said, dough as well. <laughs> and that is just fucking brilliant. It's like Homer, he just says, dough in the middle of the ring. No, I can imagine is this like, you know, fucking this Homer Simpson referee will be doing the count. One, two, two. <laughs> this <is> like that. <laughs> oh, well, we're six, seven minutes in and there's been no wrestling. You know, we've got a town hall meeting here. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, what's happening Oh, here? well, he stood up now. You're in trouble now, Chavo. So, fucking hell. Oh. Is Chavo deceptively tall and the referee very deceptively tall or is Randy Savage deceptively small? (laughs) Because Chavo weren't that much smaller than him and I've always thought of Savage being a really tall guy but I can't get in my head that Chavo's a tall guy. It's really weird. Fucking hell, I thought that was Goldberg then. I'm like, he ain't gave you in here, is it? And it's like, no. Here comes Max with two X's, not just one. Yeah, it's it's uh, Goldberg's uh, hairier, fatter son. Uh, <laughs> son? Yeah, I'm going, I'm going all Taller. Sim- yeah, I'm going Simpsons again. <laughs> you know? Right, seriously, what's fucking going on here? What is this? This is, yeah. I'm pretty sure we've seen Max before. Now that I think, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember the name, but it's been a while. You know, of all the people to send out, this guy. It, I mean, it, it, it. So it was supposed to be Charvo versus Max. In the right, okay. I was going to say, why is this guy that's dressed like giant bubble, well, looks like a giant bubble wrap coming out to fucking, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so Charvo versus Max. Well, it's not going to be that. Right. The crowd's fucking loving it. Max, if you're down for that, you sh- you have no, no fucking business being a wrestler. He's, <laughs> he's like struggling to get out of the ring. It's like, you just got a few kicks, mate. Fucking, I saw Super Cow. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. He probably stiffed the ref then. <laughs> oh, Doug's gonna get it now. Right, seriously, I can't. I, I, I'll park laugh, laughing at my buddy where I went. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, he's always right. Now everyone's coming out now. What are you doing, man? This was supposed to be me versus Doug Didlinger, man. I said Doug Dillinger. Jesus. He looks like Michael McDonald. You know, fucking Doobie Brothers. 
I could probably actually do a fucking Michael McDonald uh, impression with my voice. What a fool believes. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't quite have the high octave at the moment. Oh, we're all right now. The amazing French Canadians are out, and the Steiners. By the way, fucking PCO, PCO. Um, it's weird seeing him here, like the way he looks here. I, I did watch a bit of Hard to Kill, and fuck me, he 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 had he had a really good entrance. I don't even seen it. Have you seen anything like any highlights, any answers, or any footage from Hard to Kill whatsoever? Oh. Sting repelling. Yeah. The PCO, he actually had a Frankenstein entrance on it and it was fucking brilliant. Just the bloody doctor's table, just bloody rolled out and they bloody, uh, they got like a saw and they do it like all fake saw effects and all that. And, uh, you know, welding and all this. The doctors are fucking doing it. There's fucking sparks flying anywhere. And then he just sits up like a fucking cyborg, like a fucking Frankenstein and just, oh my god they were like lightning effects and everything for such a low production that they had because all they had was a screen and that little uh, entrance way the little little uh, tunnel you know for what they had they made the fucking most of it and he just looked fucking brilliant like, yeah. he's an odyssey that man he's fucking nearly 60 odd and he can still go still go almost unhindered unhindered and he looks fucking phenomenal But here he just looks like a well. It doesn't really look much anyway. <laughs> right now, I've so he had Sting repel from the ceiling for the first time ever. Fun fun story about that. He he actually burnt his hands. Fucking hell! Le- legitimately, uh, he's got gloves on as well. Yeah, so he walks. He kind of gets the guard of honour from everybody that's at ringside because they don't want no part of him. And now he's pointing the bat at Savage, who was sat down and now he stood up. Yeah, well... Some fancy footwork there, though, to kick that fucking chair away. Yeah. And uh, Matt Joe almost did the fucking Bianca Belair thing then, with the way he just, he just turned, but he's, you know, just with his feet and he did, it, his body just moved, like, so smoothly, so slick. He did look pretty cool. Uh, but... Not to spoil anything, I've seen this. Yes, yeah, quite th- iconic. Th- this, this moment, I have seen this. Sting has handed Macho the bat. He turns his back on him and says, what you gonna do? Chucks the bat back at him. Good catch as well. It was quite a good catch, yeah, I agree. <laughs> and now Savage is leaving with Sting. We're going with the Sting. Because it, basically, it's like, well... There's a lot of questions now. You know, we're not getting answers. This is intriguing, straight away. Well, yeah, yeah. Good. I mean, Magic <laughs> nearly fell off the fucking car. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Unbelievable. But, but yeah, Macho feels hard done by, Sting feels hard done by. And you so said the that's... H word is the caption that it's just froze on. <laughs> I don't know what that were about, but all right. Yeah, uh, okay. I, okay, but I missed the context. What I will say is that that would have been probably better sort, sir, being later in the show, I think. But a hot opening regardless. Mm. But 
That was pretty cool. Fucking hell, from December 16th, 1996. Fucking Sonny Ono and... Uh... Oh, yeah, fucking hell. I forgot this happened. Fucking Sonny Ono, he's just... You can see why Eric Fine. likes him so much. Yeah. It, it's just like... I, I, I just... It's not really brought much, if you know what I mean. Not really brought anything that I really care for and all that. And I don't—I just get the impression that he's a bit of a scummy guy, and I don't know why. He's done nothing to prove it. You know, no, nothing to prove me wrong or right. I just get for some reason. I just had this idea that if he's that close a friend of fucking Eric Bischoff, he must be a bit of a dick. <laughs> And that is a fucking risky move. But that is quite, especially with them ropes. Yep. That's how fucking uh, Foley lost an ear. But yeah, it's just like. Uh, it just looks very uncomfortable. Who is that? Is that. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> he's also fucking almost hung properly upside down as well. Like. We'll, we'll rush into the head. But we saw that. Jericho versus Alex Wright. Yeah, we, ju just, we saw that just see Jericho versus Alex Wright. I don't know what the, the whole purpose of the recap, but all right, okay. I mean, this should be a banger. I mean, it a should. A banger. Yeah, it should be a banger. I mean, Jericho here, you know, he's, he's, he's very fucking good. Very fucking good. Alex Wright. You know, very fucking good. Very mm. overlooked. And, yeah. Uh... It's amazing how, how they fucked up getting into international markets. Like, you've got Regal, you've got Alex Wright, you've got all these fucking guys from, from outside the United States, and then they did nothing to try and get TV deals anywhere else or anything like that. They just yeah. proper half-arsed it. Yeah. And this is a fucking television company that runs it. You think yeah. they would have a good idea what to do with this shit? Oof. You know, a fucking stiff kick. Very stiff kick. But, I mean, I see it again. I'm seeing it again in 2024. Everybody's got this emphasis on, you know, uh, Japanese wrestlers. It's like, is, are there only two countries in this world? I just don't get it. I know it's, a, I know it, uh, over there, it's, um, I mean, it, it is, it is heavily populated. Yeah, it is, and it's a, ma and wrestling is a massive fucking industry over there. Probably bigger than what it is in America when you think about it. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. um, so I can understand that, you know, but it, yeah, it's like, it, it's mainly like, me uh, Mexican and Japanese markets that they try to tap it into but then again when WWE tried to tap it into the Indian market people fucking got furious because it's pushed into my hole you know so yeah. but it's like who and yeah now it's the second biggest market yeah it's like what the fuck are you going to do what, what else are you going to do like you want to you want to get into national markets you've got to like push these guys and I don't see how to push them to that title to that degree but they didn't want that push whatsoever you didn't want any kind of push with it. They thought, just thought, 
you know, and 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 that's unfair because Jinder Mahal, I've always said, is a very good wrestler. You know, it's just that he can't. It did came out of nowhere. That's what he just starts from all with. But you want to tap it into your market, so where to do it? Fucking yeah. Push, push those kind of guys, and yeah, and I and I get like in terms of like WWE and AEW, like uh, Okada is a massive name. It'd be a big get, you know. But come on, there's other markets as well, hmm. which is a shame because when when AEW start for started, they had with the like uh, partnerships with like Chinese companies and all that. What happened to all that? It just seems to be quietly dropped. Yeah. Is this guy actually going to wrestle? Oh, God. See, if I was this guy, I'd try and keep up with the fucking first fans at least. (laughs) He's a a few weeks behind now. He slapped on that black fucking lipstick, hasn't he? Yeah. I don't even know what music he came out to there, actually. No, I didn't. And Scotty Riggs, who I've got a whole new appreciation for as well. Like, I've noticed on Twitter he's like been replying to uh, quite a few like women wrestlers. And before people say Perry Ware or like that, it's not. It's just really complimentary of them, just saying how hmm. how how amazing it is basically just to see women's wrestling thrive and all that and he's just saying how proud he is of them and all that nice guy just generally a nice guy right I I, I have yeah, I know what you're gonna I know what you're gonna say <laughs> do you <laughs> the earring what earring I actually miss the earring so who oh I thought, I thought you were gonna say right Sting doesn't wear an earring so, why are you wearing an earring? I did not actually see that, and I'll tell you why oh. in a minute, because I was just looking at the side of his head, I was looking at the side of his head, and, uh, sorry, I'm just typing something, I, I do apologise, because that got caught on, on the sound, but yeah, so, because for some reason the fucking name has just lost off, off my head, and I don't want to, uh, right, there we go, I was looking at the side of his head then, and I'm like, is that Bill Murray? <laughs> and you know what? I shouldn't have forgot. I should not have forgotten that name, considering that for several episodes it was we were finishing on Bill Murray. <laughs> you know. We, well, we do again. We we, we are a new ending. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the last thing people hear. <laughs> no, Bill Murray. <laughs> but he looked just fucking like him. Then maybe that's what Kevin Nash has been on about all along. It's like you know, could have been. It, that way, he was just so pissed, and he was just walking out, walking that face thing, and he was going, "Bill Murray." <laughs> Maybe that's all it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Jesus Christ! Hell, Jeff Farmer trying to kill Scotty Riggs. <laughs> your, your reaction there. Yeah, again, twice, you know. <laughs> I, I sound like a dog that's just figured out how to talk. It's like, oh my god, I can talk, you know, just constant. <laughs> I, I I still do not know how my. Fu- <laughs> 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 
just in case anybody's not watching along with us. That's, that's how brutal that top rope shot was. It made Brian yeah. make weird noises. Again, it's not the first time I said, oh my God, like that tonight. It went home and Simpson got slapped <laughs> it face. It, it, it were probably a fucking uh, pie-faced fucking moment, that. It was a, yeah. You know? And yeah, it's just like, I can't, I, I can't emphasise me all my gods anymore because of fucking my voice is so fucked. And I blame the uh, Bridgewater for that. I really do. Because well. I'm showing no, no signs of actually having a cold apart from that. This is my throat's been fucked for the last few days. Right, Cal, uh, Super Carlo. That is how you do a crossbody. It didn't quite hit complete, but that is not because of his incompetence. That was fixed things incompetence. Oh, handbags. Sandbags between Buff and Scotty. I don't know why Buff's yeah. just. Speaking of, Buff Bagwell's first tag team partner in WCW was Ashtrain. If I remember rightly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he started out in a tag team with Ice Train, and then, you know, fucking Buff Bagwell looks ridiculous. He really does, doesn't he? It's like. Yeah. I know he said George Michael. I know that's been the long running gag with him. And then you had fucking uh, uh, Big Bubba Rogers in there, and it's like George and George at two different eras. But. Here he's got that fucking uh, paddy cap on and the fucking glasses and I don't know. It just kind of looks like he got dressed in the dark. <laughs> it's not a good look at all. No. It's like you know when you got a kid and well, obviously you don't, but like you would you've grown up against kids, right? Around kids, mm. so you you know like say say your mum or your dad said to your brother, all right. Go go go! Get yourself dressed. You can get yourself dressed today. You you figure out how to get dressed, and you just leave them to it, you know. And they just come down in like uh, a dress shirt that is, you know, probably uh, probably not theirs, but their brothers. And they've got shorts on with fucking SpongeBob all over them, and then knee high socks and slippers, you know, because you just let them dress themselves because obviously they fucking can't dress themselves. You know, they may, <laughs> they may be able to get uh, do the uh, do the basics, but they have no dress sense. You know, it's fucking freezing out, and you dress you know dress like that. This is what it's like. Looks like with Buff Bagwell is that it Scotty Riggs helped him get dressed, and now he ain't got Riggs anymore, and that's how he's fucking dressing. He he just looks <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Put that fucking paddy cap down. Put it away. That is the difference maker in it. Yeah, that fucking cap. Yeah. It. I mean, I can. I can see why he's doing it. He's trying to do it to be egotistical, like look egotistical, but it just doesn't work. Like it doesn't come across as egotistical. It just looks fucking stupid. What the hell is that fucking microphone? I mean, I have seen those before, but that's kind of like. I don't know. Is it it's like a curling iron? Is it trying to be Jerry Seinfeld? I'm pretty sure Jerry Seinfeld used to have a mic like that, you know. Oh man, I couldn't imagine fucking Rick Flair trying to do a bloody uh, Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> fucking stand up now. I don't want to think about it, but I do want to think about it. What's the deal with woo? <laughs> I 
I, I, I just like, I had to stop because I can't even do a good for impression like even with a voice like this. It's fucking embarrassing. I don't even try and do a fucking uh, fucking macho man impression with my voice right now. Yeah, you might start sounding like he did a few episodes ago when he turned into a robot. <laughs> fucking hell. He lost his voice. He just started talking like that, didn't he? It was just so fucking bad. <laughs> like he was, don't worry, he was like talking really bizarre. Like he's talking into a fan. <laughs> you know the macho. I can't. Like even that was actually a genuine attempt. So you know, ooh, the macho. I can't. I just. I can't. Get me some fucking throat lozenges. <laughs> to be fair, I've been fucking popping popping strepsils, and that's not done anything to my throat. I always go with uh, Jaitman's. Oh, oh yeah, I've, I've had some of them as well. I've left them in my locker yeah. at work. <laughs> what the fucking... Yeah, for... I never knew these two teams together. Yeah, I don't know. Is it because Eddie's had fucking issues with the horseman? That rages ago. Now, the... Um... They booted Jeff out last week, didn't they? Yeah, I remember that. But what's Eddie got to do with this? I don't know. Family. Jarrett's fucking generation and Guerrero generation. I have no fucking idea. I'm, I'm reaching here. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, the second generation stories. Actually, I don't know. Is Jarrett third generation, actually? Uh, Jerry. I don't know if Jerry's uh, if his grandfather was uh, a wrestler as well. Oh, I don't know. Or his grandma, his grandma, like one of the other were like very much his involved. His grandma were a promoter. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, in a sense, third generation, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I don't fucking. I I don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I think they'd be a competent tag team, but I just like. Don't understand. What is no. this selling iron? <laughs> that selling was fucking ridiculous. We weren't even hitting you that hard. You're fucking, you're arching back, stumbling, but still managing to have a full grip on the rope. Like, it's so weird. You're kind of like trying to fucking, it looked like he just walked out of a bar and he's just got his hand on the rail and the outside to try and stop himself from falling over. Like, I love him, but that selling was just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But then again, look who he's fucking tagging with, so... <laughs> yeah, it can't get any better. <laughs> Let's see how Steve all does it. It'd be like... You know, fucking seeing these two sell, it'd be like watching two fucking bowling pins trying to wrestle. Although, having said that, he was in the Chicago Bears, weren't he? He was. So it doesn't matter what he does, he's got to get the fucking pop. Oh, right, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> Eddie's selling like a trooper. He's just showing... He's showing... Uh, Mongo how to do it. Simple as that. Jesus Christ, effortless... Yeah. All right, I can't fucking fault that. That were a good Eddie fucking kicking out of it. They were a good, a good military oh. pressing attempt. 
Well. Oh, shit. Fucking hell, Eddie. I think I pooed a little. I just saw Pee Wee Anderson when you said poo. That was just on <laughs> captions. I'm like, I don't know what that were about either. Who the fuck is Pee Wee Anderson? He's the referee. That's what, Oh, is that what they call him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Pee Wee Anderson. <laughs> I don't know why they call him Pee Wee, but that's him. I think it's Randy Anderson, but I I, I, I don't know. To be fair, why Pee Wee? Actually, to be fair, he does have a bit of a Paul Rubens look to him. You take that moustache off, take a little bit of his hair away. He does, yeah, he does have a bit of a peewee quality. <laughs> oh, nice drop kick. Yeah. Eddie's ran off. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, it's like, oh, fucking hell, Mongo's stiffing me too hard. I'm not wrestling this guy. Fuck it. <laughs> what a nice spine buster that is. Yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. All right. It was six. Oh, Deborah's getting involved. It was six did what? Sorry. Apparently made a brief appearance, got Eddie's... Uh got Eddie's attention and Eddie ran off oh right I think Debbie's just given the sash as a white flag and we mi- and we and we missed all of that because the fucking camera didn't like to show any of it we just saw Eddie running off Owen's gonna go sick Owen's gonna punch Deborah in the face oh my god no no don't 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 spine buster her don't be doing that. Seriously. No, because all I can imagine is fucking Steve Austin sat at home watching this going, oh, shit, we can... What, taking notes? We can, we can do that. Well, he fucking did that to Deborah, didn't he? I know. Yeah, fucking we can do this. Oh, no, he'd be on the other side, wouldn't he, at this point? Maybe about to fucking get his buddy a big push. Well, he'd be in the midst of his big push at this point. Jan, January '97. Oh yeah, yeah. WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania 13 when he had uh, when he had the massive fucking match against Bret Hart. Huh? He'd already won King of the King of the Ring by this point. King of the Rings '96. He'd already had a match with Bret Hart uh, at Survivor Series the year before, and then he, he had the match which was just basically like propelled him into superstardom yeah, I mean he was well on his <laughs> way there but <laughs> everyone's tripping up tonight I'm, I'm, lo- I'm loving all these trips and slips this is so funny I, lo- I love a boy than the actual fucking wrestling to be honest <laughs> I mean, we're going to be able to make a fucking comp- end it here and make it a compilation of fucking trips and slips in WCW <laughs> uh, trips and slips 1997 year in review <laughs> God. It's kind of like watching the fucking uh, Warren Hardy sketch, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the nature boy's on the men and put his body back together. Not quite, mate. <laughs> be tripping that easily. Fucking fighting horsemen. It looks like you need to be taken behind the woodshed and be shot. Uh, 
I mean, he is wearing dress shoes on that fucking velvet carpet. I'm assuming yeah, it's, it's like a bit of a silly it, it won't be a normal carpet. It was just like fucking long velvet sheet. It'll look, it'd be easy to slip on that. Notice how he's stepping on the edge, so he, yeah. he, he was fucking scared about tripping then. He was being very careful. There you go. That That's where he's fucking uh, Jerry Seinfeld uh, uh, bit should be, you know. What's the deal with dress shoes? I just keep slipping on carpets. <laughs> I thought he was calling in Christopher Mongo then. I did that. Why does Chris Benoit keep cutting his uh, shirts like that? It's like a boob tube. Yeah, it looks a bit weird. Yeah. You said boob tube. It's just more like a... I can't remember what they fucking uh, what they had to call and they would just show the midriff. I can't remember what they call those. It's not a boob tube, but I don't know what you mean. I can't remember what they call them. Yeah, I don't know what he's going for. Oh my god. Huh. Right, he doesn't look like a guy that's actually trying to cut a promo here, does he? With the way he's fucking... Yeah. He... It's just the way he's, like, he will walk in and waving his arms around and all that. He got he more like Eugene than fucking Mongol, though. <laughs> there's no facts. There's... It's a fact, Mongo. Go on, Chris. Another fucking great promo from you, you fucking legend. Sarcastic. <laughs> I'm still waiting for fucking uh, Woman and Deborah to go at it. Yep. I just want to see what that would look like in 1996. I think it looks Nin like... Well, 97, sorry. Yeah. I think it looks like woman winning and Deborah crying. What? Well, I I, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> it's like every time Deborah goes on the mic, it's like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna say whatever I fucking think. You know, Do you know I'm what not, I'm not gonna think. Reminds I'm not of. gonna think it through. I'm just gonna say whatever fucking comes to mind. It's like nothing you say just fucking seems to have context, love. She was calling her fat. All oh, right, I didn't kind of catch that really. She's a big-hearted lady, and she's got the hips to match. Well, no, she's not. Definitely not. <laughs> I think at this point she's skinnier than you. Bischoff, wake up. Fuck's sake, Nitro's on. She sounds like um uh 
forgot. <laughs> well, that helps. Who does uh, Jamie Presley play in uh, My Name is Earl? Oh, I, I never watched that. Did you not? No. No, there was just something about it I just didn't really like. But God, how have I fucking forgot her name? Anyway, that's what she sounds like because she puts on a proper fucking southern accent. Maybe you didn't like it because it was rumoured to be propaganda for Scientology. I mean, that would make sense to me, to be honest. But no, I just never understood the humour of it. It just wasn't my thing. You know? Alright. Liz never made a hormone. <laughs> homemade porno her camera work is fucking atrocious yep and, and and fucking Eric here is like he's just looking at different cameras like but he's constantly fucking swiveling and turning around but you're sat on a fucking bike not a desk chair <clears throat> you know it's, it's just it looks like he's losing his mind And and then there's shots with his glasses on and glasses off and glasses on and glasses. Yeah. It looks really poorly edited. I mean, I, I suppose that's what they're kind of like going for with these uh, back these segments of the NWO and all that. But like, it's so fucking weird. Imagine they're just trying to like, okay, we're gonna say this, but I'm gonna have to break it up a little bit and all that. Just say it a couple of order because somebody's gonna be working at this camera and that camera and the other camera, and I might be wearing the glasses in one bit and what wearing the glasses in another bit, like. You know, just fucking cut a normal promo then. Because it sounds like you're just putting more effort into this when you're supposed to... The NWO's memo is to be, well, half-ass it. Get as many people as we want, but half-ass the action in the ring. I've literally just heard your stomach go. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I contemplated getting some... I've got some Ben and Jerry's in freezer, but I thought it's too cold to have Ben and Jerry's. True, true. Yeah, this has gone on way too fucking long. Yeah, it's a good job Lizzie's in it and that she's pretty. Yeah, I suppose there is that. But again, you know, this. It's like. You know, if I wanted to listen to Eric fucking talk for so long, I'd I'd tune in twenty three weeks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was just a really fucking odd, 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 odd promo. And he said nothing no. as well. He said nothing yeah. of substance. That was it's just like, a fluff piece. It's like we get it. You don't like fucking Roddy Piper. Oh fucking oh, Ultimate Dragon. Sorry, Ultimate Dragon versus Demolenko. No entrances. Well, it might be called Ultimatum Dragon this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. Well, no, it's the Ultimate Dragon now. The Ultimate Dragon. Mm. I mean, we haven't, we haven't seen this guy for quite a bit. But fucking hell, he... I mean, 
well, I, I have said before time and time again and I'll, ever, I'll forever believe this point I love these kind of matches up to Dean Malenko you know but it, it's good if the his opponents actually just meet meet his pace and do mm. you know try and meet him in the ring and he's doing the same back to them so it's kind of like a flip reverse you fucking know? hell these fucking power slams man he's fucking he's gonna fucking give me an heart attack yeah I mean th- that's because fucking uh, Dragon is so fast so yeah it's kind of like Ray Milster. oh Jesus Christ <laughs> I thought he was going to be sick with the way he sat up then he was landing on his head so hard just wake up going Bleh. ultimate dragon now what the fuck yeah, Game yeah it, it, it's getting a bit I don't know if it's a caption thing or a commentator thing or a WCW thing I just can't fucking tell I ain't got the volume on so I'm just reading captions as I go along but yeah it's fucking ultimate dragon ultimate dragon the ultimate dragon I think I think at some point it's going to be the ultimate ultimate They call me fucking oh the ultimate cruiserweight champion. But they're on about D Mine Core, but still, maybe this is why they're getting confused. <laughs> he had about twenty five belts before as well, didn't he? Yeah, I remember that. Well, I mean we all we all remember that. Imagine just having to carry all them to a fucking ring. Nah. I'd end up doing a Jericho and leaving it in a fucking taxi or something. <laughs> oh yeah, he did that, didn't he? Yeah. Fucking idiot. Jesus Christ. The way, way fucking... Easiest job ever. Fucking hell. Larry's just like, he got him, he lost him, he got him, he lost <laughs> him. The way fucking uh, Mind Code just like dropped down then, it was kind of like he was just uh, like... He had an open invitation to, uh, yeah. It was so homoerotic. <laughs> it was like, you know, not just fucking jumping down and like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Twisting dragon. Oh. Nice. Very nice. Well, if he'd have got him there, I don't think anybody would have been... Uh, displeased by it but no. Malenko's having a push in he so and so he fucking should <laughs> yeah oh my god wow right I can't even want that ankle lot to be locked in there yeah yeah if it was centre at ring you could have had a couple of a couple of seconds in it yeah it wasn't really effective it would just have dropped down afterwards That wasn't bad either. Fucking hell. Oh, he's got him. Wow. We were surprised at that. He retains the cruiserweight belt. I don't even remember him winning it. Well, again, he had 25 belts, so he wouldn't have noticed. Yeah. I don't know which belt (laughs) he's fighting for this week. 
what it is, he's just turned up th this week with that belt, with his other belts, you know, just got to tell you about it. And they've got that, because WCW could fucking remember, any, uh, you know, the, this half-hard <laughs> shit and all that, they'll be like, oh yeah, you are the Cruiserweight Champion, aren't you? Yeah? Yeah? Alright, you're defending that tonight. <laughs> See, was, just bring just bring a belt. What I find funny though is that where they where they do that little slow mo thing of the when they wrestlers making their entrance, they've just done that with Ultimate Dragon or Ultimate Dragon or the Ultimate Dragon or whatever, right? <laughs> but all he was doing was walking first and foremost, weren't like going into the camera like they usually do. And secondly, we didn't see the fucking entrance. No. So what is the point in showing us that? Oh, here he is walking to the entrance. You know, you know when he came into the ring. Yeah, he didn't just apparate out of nowhere. He walked down the ramp. See, that fucking. Well, Tony's just got out of bed. <laughs> to be fair, at this time he never really had any great dress sense, did he? No, he never did. No. He kind of looks like the goon. Yeah, <laughs> he does. <laughs> Get that guy a hockey stick. <laughs> and a pair, a pair of shoes with fucking massive, massive um, grips on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, to try and replicate, you know, because what a blade looks like. Yeah, we're trying to do that. Which, half of shoes these days look like that anyway. I just look at them and go, oh, those are nice comfy pair of shoes. <laughs> I bet they're very nice on a plush carpet, you know. <laughs> Who was the goon? Who ended up playing him? I can't remember his name, but it was originally meant to be Chris Jericho. Was it? Yes. That's oh, who, I didn't that, know that. Wow. Yeah, uh, so before he went to WCW, uh, I can't remember who had mentioned it to creative or like that. They were saying, all right, we'll try and get him in. And because his dad is, well, well was a hockey player, well-known yeah. hockey player, I can't, so well-known, I can't remember his fucking name, Sorry, I'm British. Uh, Irving, Irvine. Yeah, Ted, uh, Ted Irvine. Uh, Ted Irvine. Yeah, that's Irvine, the one. Yeah. yeah, they were like, "Well, this is, we'll make him a hockey player," and it's like, okay, Jericho's definitely not going to go for that. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was originally created for Chris Jericho, just because. Now, could you imagine if you were like you, the. You just did that with anybody else, like any, like CM Punk turned uh, said that his dad was an electrician, so maybe that was just CM Punk's original gimmick. He was just made, that was one thing made for him, you know, just being an electrician. <laughs> fucking well, to be fair, I'm saying that like it's a bad thing, like fucking nobody with you, fucking 1995, you know, they had a fucking plumber, or a golfer, and this, that, and the other, fucking yeah. dentist, you know. They were just, like, they were all working men gimmicks, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, 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 like, the mid-90s, well, early to mid-90s, new-gen era, maybe it, maybe that was just some elongated rig on Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. I don't fucking know. It's got to be 20 stories up. Fucking get out of here. <laughs> Wrestling embellishment. Yeah. I mean, it's an arena. I get it. It's fucking big. But 
You know, average house, fucking two stories. Yeah, fucking get out of here with that bullshit. The fucking embellishment. But yeah, they don't need to show all of this again. Fucking hell. Show little clips, not the whole fucking deal. But then again, it'll be worse. I guess it's just because it's Macho coming back, innit? Yeah. He's been off TV for a fucking two months. Also, you see that fucking cameraman with the bloody neck brace? Yeah. <laughs> right, what's, what's that all about? Oh, another title match. It's uh, Jacques Rougeau. I don't think that's what he's called in fucking WCW. I always fucking forget. Da, 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 da. Jesus Christ. He doesn't know the words. They say that every week. We get it. He's ad living. And fucking hell, his hair looks a mess as well. Yeah, <laughs> Regal looking absolutely disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like Canada. I don't like the Canadian <laughs> national anthem. <laughs> I'm gonna beat the ass out of you, sunshine. Oh no, I've said too much. Don't don't put that on there, Matt. I'll get in trouble. I, I fucking miss that podcast, I really do. <laughs> he must have said that a few times where he goes, I've gone too far, don't don't put that on. And he fucking puts it on anyway. Oh, Jesus Christ. Right. So, whatever you're fucking calling yourself now, Robert Parker, you, if you're going to trip, you're, if you're going to trip anybody in the ring, the fucking look on Regal's face then... Jesus Christ, it's fucking dynamic. No, if you're going to trick somebody, make sure you only slightly grab the foot, not fucking put your both hands around them like you did to him then. Surprised Regal didn't get hurt. You can't fucking work, Parker. I wouldn't want to, of all the, well, of all the wrestlers, of most of the wrestlers, the one that I would not fucking go in stiff on is Regal. Oh yeah, well, ask Goldberg. Hmm. <laughs> so in the last couple of weeks I've realised I can actually do a Terry Funk impression and now William Regal impression I've done alright <laughs> I'm just learning on the fly aren't I I bet you I couldn't do a Terry Funk impression now oh this is just a blatant what are you doing fucking sack this guy as a manager Oops. Fucking hell. It'll like watching two bins collide in the wind, then. You <laughs> might see that tonight. <laughs> well, I think we've seen that enough this week. But yeah, that... Like, why would you have that guy as a manager who's just going to actually come in and interrupt in a fucking title match when you're not the champion? Yeah. No fucking champion... Wait, did WCW go by the champion's advantage rule as well? You have the title, you get DQ'd, you keep the title. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's a long-term wrestling thing, not a WWE thing. 
Yeah. So yeah, that makes you doubly dumb, Robert Parker. Right, this is a bit of a weird fucking video package. Because it just looked like Ted was just going, Hey! Hey! Keep the camera on me! Hey! I'm trying to talk here! <laughs> Shit, that'll be the next one. Ooh. Very interesting. That means we've got a, our next recording. We have to fucking free up like fucking four fucking hours. Oh god, that'll be fun. Where you might again? Dave Meltzer notes that after several years of trying, they finally got Jim Ross to wear the black cowboy hat as a full-time gimmick. A few years ago, when Ross was fired by the WWF, he was fired for numerous reasons, but one of them was his refusal to go along with the WWF wanting to portray him as good old JR and wear a cowboy hat. Yeah, he really, he really hated it, and it, uh, it became a point of pride for him. He actually, like, and after a while, he would just, like, he had to have his hat and things like that. Like, mm. really weird. Like, anyway, why is that, why did you just, like, come up with that? Was that, that was just, like, out of the blue that to be honest with you I'm like where's Jim Ross or because that guy in the, in the audience looks a bit like Jim Ross yeah. um, this show brought uh, a record set uh, an all time record setting 17,000 paid fans to Chicago alright so you're actually looking up information about Right from this, yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, I get you. That were on. Yeah, it was just yeah. a bit fucking out of the blue. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, we're back to the well on this one then. Yeah, I mean, we expected this. I was thinking today, I need to get Jimmy Hart's email address. <laughs> Why? Well, that sounds really weird, but the guy's got like music contacts for days. Right. And I just need to send him a fucking CD. It's the most random thing, but... No, it, it, it does make a lot of sense, because you're, like, you're looking at all these wrestling albums that got released, and he had something to do with each and every single one of them, it seemed. Well, he, like, he, he had a fucking song out and everything, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Fucking... I feel like this is deja vu. I think... If, if, if they end up in the toilet... Yeah, I think I I can't don't quote me on this, but I think he had something to do with uh, Mr. T's song uh, "Treat Your Mother Right." Ah, oh. I think he had something to do with that, and I can't remember what. Oh, they have gone to the toilet again. Yeah, <laughs> the one that little kid, like yeah. Isn't it weird how all them people were in there and none of them were taking a piss or a shit? Yeah, looks like they were planted. Someone just came in and went, hold on a little Jimmy, you're going to have to hold that piece. That's why he's jumping up and down. I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> now, you... Fuck, you know. Seriously, Put his right. head in the cubicle. Seriously, right. Put his head in it. Go on. Go on. Do it. No. Uh... Right, so... <laughs> 
Kevin Sullivan, I mean, we've got to look at the elephant in the room. We've got to talk about it, right? First and foremost, Jimmy Hart's lost his glasses. <laughs> but, which is just weird. But secondly, the Taskmaster is... He's looking a little different. He's not wearing his usual stuff. His usual clothes. His usual wrestling attire. And these pants are way too small for him. <laughs> so obviously he's him fucking stumbling around the bathroom and the, well, the toilet just in these underpants which are way too short for wrestling gear and all I can think of this is just like walking in on your dad in the bathroom preparing to get in the shower like why is this on TV <laughs> it is pretty uh, pretty tragic yes like Slayer where that long ago where he was he had like a little bit different gear wearing street clothes why is he not wearing street clothes is she fucking she's hitting fans with her shoes you know now I know where Tony Storm got it from oh you see that fan then I missed that what happened holy fuck just fucking tried to fucking give Kevin Sullivan one (laughs) Jesus Yeah, for me this got this got a bit messy. The, you you think? <laughs> so this basically, is not a wrestling match. Yeah, so basically, Kevin Kevin Sullivan's now new, new nickname is going to be the Angry Dad. <laughs> you know, so this is what it is. You know, I told you to clean your room. Splash. Fucking hell, I could not have timed that better. Fucking hell, it invigorated him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there's another one. Yeah, that, that's what happened. <laughs> that's what... I'll tell you what, that's what happened. Fucking... So, he threw the beer in his face and he goes, It, it begins! Come on now. Do my just... <laughs> At some point, morning. this just becomes a waste of fucking money. Ring the bell. Again, Simpsons references out the wazoo with me. <laughs> the one that doesn't look like Barney and I compared him to Barney. <laughs> I mean, it, it did get really homoerotic, you know. Now they're all fucking wet and shiny. They were a bit fucking dramatic, that Chris. Fucking hell. Yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, Sullivan's got a bit of colour as well. Yeah. Not something you see on WCW that often. I'm pretty sure they're like a no colour ban at this point. I mean, they had to be. I remember the last time uh, they zoomed the camera out, didn't they? Yep. And they wouldn't zoom it back in. Oh, yeah, you're right. Maybe to, be right to be right, it's only a little bit of colour. It's not yeah. a lot. It's just like... It's just a scratch more than anything. But it looks fucking, oh. but it looks fucking sore as hell. As did that stiff kick. Yeah. Fucking what? What are you doing, Ben Wall? What, what, what is he doing? It's to, it's all, it's all, oh, I'm fucking doing that selling earlier. He went, ah, that's how we do it. 
Oh my god. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, oh, well. no, 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 no. Not the diving headbutt. No! Oh, no! Why? 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 Why are you doing this to me? Right, ref. You could have heard no time bell being fucking rung then. <laughs> Get it to fucking gather. Fucking hell, Jimmy's even f fucked his finger up. Yep. No glasses and a broken finger. Guys had a fucking rough night at the office. To be fair, I know I know we're on about fucking Seinfeld, but he did look a lot like Jerry Seinfeld without his glasses on, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to be the mouth of the South. The fucking... If he had no moustache, it's just fucking Jerry Seinfeld. I wonder how much he, he spends on his hair to this day. They can afford to. Yeah, I just wonder what that bill's like. You know? Yeah. Probably goes back to the uh, to the doctors every six months, gets another hair transplant. <laughs> That's fucking just for men, but he delivered to his daughter in fucking bulk. Because, like, we've, we've spoken about it before. It's maintained that her, but... Oh, that... Drunk. Yeah, that's where it's got caught. It's got caught yeah. with the corner of that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking hell, Doug Dillon Jr. took a fan out. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ran into him like a fucking bowling ball. And he just got up no selling it. <laughs> I completely missed this because I couldn't get past fucking Kevin Sullivan just stumbling around like a fucking drunk dad in the bathroom. Jesus Christ. So it's the United Centre of the ring. Okay, now that's actually quite interesting. To be fair. Was this the... This was the twentieth, was it? Yeah. There's a clash of the champions the day after. Jesus. So there's a clash of the champions the day after, and then there's NWO sold out on the Sunday. Fucking hell. Well, all the United Center as well. No, let's see. Let's see where the Tuesday one is. Right. Kevin Nash looks like he's been partying too hard. Uh, Wisconsin. Ah. Yeah, I think he's had a couple of beers here. It looks like he's not slept for a few days. Hence the glasses. He's not out of his shave. It looks so weird. Like it's look like he's growing a beard out. Alright. Well, I Virgil, be careful you. Last week you tripped over a fucking light. We don't need you fucking <laughs> falling off the stage. Actually, do. Yeah, it's an unsafe working environment. It's a WCW arena, isn't it? <laughs> Everyone just trips up. 
to be fair, I think I think if you got fucking Virgil there, the whole place is an unsafe working environment just by association. Fucking now now with the uh both like well, making extra emphasis that his paddy cap is not bloody falling off. It's like that would be a good thing, dude. No, I bet he was sat at home with Tipex, just fucking painting that fucking logo on. And it's not just that it, it's bad, it looks way too fucking big for his head. Yeah. It's huge. He looks like he's made it out of a bin bag. <coughs> oh, fucking hell, PCO. Oh, for fuck's sake. But yeah, we get fucking Colonel Parker back. Right, you say for fuck's sake, right? I'm on a ironically actually enjoying watching Parker just because of how fucking shit he is. <laughs> right, he's so incompetent. He's clearly got a fucking racist gimmick. He's fucking got a drop. He's got a Vince McMahon mustache. He, I'm about to say, also, his mustache looks like it's been drawn on. <laughs> but instead of with a sharpie like fucking Vince McMahon, he looks like he's got a black Crayola. Crayola. <laughs> It's just so ridiculous. We have to hear the Canadian national anthem again. Oh, yeah. I just like you've got two seconds. That I'm gonna have to call putting him out of his misery. <laughs> oh my fucking god! That's what I was complaining about. So back to the Wrestling Observer. This um, is going to be stiff. Fuck. WCW also set an all-time record for merch sales at this single show. Doesn't have any numbers or anything like that, but apparently it did really well. And my computer destiny just tipped over. <laughs> On purpose or by accident? By accident. <laughs> I wouldn't blame you. Fucking hell, not that bad. <laughs> no, I just tried to move my chair in a little bit and the fucking table came forward and went, whoa, no, 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 no. Thankfully, I had to pause the mic so it didn't... There was no, like, background noise and all that and, unfortunately, uh, I nearly killed myself in the process. <laughs> I've got a big computer desk. If that falls on me, I'm going to get seriously hurt. And I'm in a precarious position where my TV... Uh, my TV, me fucking uh, computer monitor actually smash on my head as well. I'll take an eye out. Lovely. So, yeah, maybe I do have form. <laughs> yeah. It looks like everyone's got, uh, forgotten the gear tonight because first we had... It's funny you say that. I'm literally reading about two matches that were supposed to happen on this Nitro that didn't happen. Um, La Parker was supposed to face William Regal for the title. Oh, the airline God. lost his luggage, so he didn't have his gear. Bloody hell. Uh, Psychosis was scheduled to face Chris Jericho, but Psychosis simply didn't show up. <laughs> Typical of WCW. I don't want to do it. But yeah, lost gear. Kip 
Like, Kevin Sullivan and Chris Benoit are seemingly taking their angle to the extreme. After Nitro at a bar in New Orleans called High Toppers, Sullivan and Benoit got into a brawl and had to be separated because Benoit was making out with woman. Uh, Dave says this is similar to the Brian Pillman loose cannon angle where only Sullivan, Benoit, Nancy and Bischoff are in on it and they're trying to pass it off as legit to everybody within the yeah, company. Yeah. Pretty much everybody at the bar works for WCW because they've been fooled before by Pillman. Most of them weren't buying it, but at least a few people thought it was real. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Sorry, sorry to cut you. It, it just seemed the Steinberg was running down the ramp then. Okay, no. But it's Scott, he's got his bloody weird gimmick, uh, weird fucking uh, vest and all that at the moment. That's all well and good, you know. But Rick Steiner, he, 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 he wearing a green top and a red red hat, and the way they were just running together, it looked like they were just out for having a jog. Like the, <laughs> the way the camera panned to them as well, they looked fucking weird. Didn't Curtis disqualify him last week for using his fucking taped up fist yep this week he wins yeah outstanding manoeuvre yeah but yeah it looked like everyone's fucking lost the gear Kevin Sullivan had different gear but he uh, Hacksaw had different gear fucking gold boots and purple t- I guess it's funny replicating the bloody flag that he's got the WCW yeah. colors, uh, colors are purple and gold apparently I mean, they're not a fraternity. It's a wrestling company. Oh, uh, Star Academy, uh, uh, recap. Star Academy. <laughs> I knew it said Starcast. Hi yo. I just can't help but say that every time I see Scott Hall now. For those, oh yeah, we've not mentioned this on the podcast, have we? It's that in the in the hiatus, uh, I adopted a dog uh, of a friend who's who uh, used to work from home, but now she works in Liverpool four nights a week, so she can't look after the dog anymore. And that dog is called Chico. So every time I come home, I'll go to Chico and I go, "Hi, Chico." I, ca- I can't <laughs> help it. And uh, when Mark was introduced to him, he didn't bother with that. He was going, hello, puppy. <laughs> I can't help it. It's too cute. Yeah. He is a cutie. But yeah, I just got, I, I, I just like, every time I see him, it's just, hi, old Chico. And I, even then, it's just like, you know, it's not Chico, get down. It's Chico, get down. <laughs> Right, so I can't tell if this is a recap or if this is live uh, DDP uh, promo, a live DVD promo, because the camera is really odd. It's recap because it, it, it did have the thing at the bottom. Right. It said December 30th. That yeah, I don't remember this promo. For some... But why are we recapping this, the whole promo? It's like... It's one thing I can't get on board with the production. It's like it's constantly blabbering, you know, in the recaps when you could just like give us snippets and we get it. Yeah. What 
the fucking dub music. Yeah, it's just fucking weird. So, and again, this is network dubbing as well. So, yeah, you don't you don't really get great dubbings at all. You don't they, they, they have all the production in the world, and they can't dub the fucking network uh, network content. Uh, you know, professionally, it always looks bad. Always sounds bad. But yeah, that fucking pop he got for that. Fucking build, but yeah. Oh my god, we had to see that again. <laughs> that fucking them kids, man. They honestly, they nearly fucking died. Like Kevin Nash just said, "Who pulled that table though?" Anyway, it's a fucking co- oh. <laughs> fucking brilliant, absolutely brilliant. It's like a commentator's table, isn't it? Or it used to be. Yeah, yeah. The first hours commentators, yeah, table, weren't it? But now they're doing it. Who the fuck is this, Jabroni? Who the fuck is this? Oh my god, it's Dave Taylor! Shit me, it is as well, yeah. Why is he still a squire when he looks like he's just going out on a hunt? I am now a horseback rider. This is fucking... What? He actually is a jockey, isn't he? Oh, is he? Alright, okay. But... Why does that need to be a gimmick? Oh, no, sorry, I meant his gimmick is. Oh, right. I didn't mean he is in real life. I don't know if he is in real life. Yeah, no. So it's jockey Dave Squire then. Uh, Dave Squire. (laughs) (laughs) Dave Taylor. Who the fuck is that? That was Nick Patrick. (laughs) Oh, my God. He he just ran back by so quickly. I didn't catch him. (laughs) He's got a hat on as well. He's got a suplex fucking... Mark Curtis. It seems seems like if you join MWR, you get earrings. Yeah. It, it was fucking ridiculous. Then to be fair, does Chono does a little bit really? Mm. Oh my god. Fucking Nick cool, Patrick, yeah, Nick Patrick with the uh, the uh, hat, but they turn backwards. The cat turn backwards. He's, he's got that fucking uh, how do you do, fellow kids? Energy. <laughs> who, who were the fucking hat with that? Actually, it was Steve Buscemi, weren't it? He's just missing a skateboard. Jesus Christ. Do jockeys wear hats like that? No. Yeah, it's, I don't think this is well thought out. He's got the pants right. It's like you said, it's more of a hunter's hat, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it looks like he's going on safari or something. Well, maybe that's what he's trying to get across. But the pants maybe. the pants make him more, uh, look like a jockey. Yeah. So we're like, oh yeah, we couldn't get your hundred pants, we've got your jockey pants. So they're a bit de- uh, dense in the crotchal area. Not that I'm looking there, but it's like, it's fucking baggy. Like, it's supposed to be room for like protection and shit like that. Oh, 
This is Patrick with the fucking cow. You looked a bit silly in that beanie of his. What a fucking beanie. <laughs> so I'm I'm just trying to like find the whole purpose of this gimmick. Like, you know, jockey, forgive it. Why do you have to be anything? Yeah. And still be called Squire. Yeah. I, I don't I don't I don't understand. It's fucking... You can tell he's just, like, destined to be a fucking jobber, isn't he? Like, turn up to TV uh, one week, and it's like, yeah, we've got you this outfit, just go out there. you got a match, go out there. We've got to get you on a over somewhere. I think you might be right. I think I think he might have been a fox hunter rather than a jockey. Like, the pants do look jockeyish, but the rest yeah. of his gimmick, his, his, his attire look like fox hunting. He should have come down in a fucking Land Rover... Yeah, with fucking uh, Anne Robinson, buddy, you know, just uh, fucking up as his valet or something. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, we may as well go just the whole hog. With yeah, the I'm gonna Britishism. say. Yeah, I'm gonna say. I'm not going all random. Is uh, Anne Robinson is fucking like major pro fox hunter and like claims that foxes don't have feelings or like they don't feel pain and all sorts of shit. So yeah. Did she actually say that? I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah, she's. Uh, oh, what a fucking bitch! She she was a uh, like. Some time ago, she used to be like, uh, you know, these like conservative rallies and things like that. Yeah, yeah she was well in support of them and fucking funded like all these like uh, uh, anti fucking like sorry pro fox hunting legislations and all this kind of shit. All right. Yeah, she's like big defendant of it. Yeah, nice woman, Anne Robinson. Really nice woman. Well, yeah, she had that fucking classism, didn't she? Of her. Just when she talked alone, you fucking knew that she's up her own ass. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can tell with that. Although I've heard the middle class looking like it up the ass anyway. So <laughs> fucking hell, we're back to. Uh, let's not go there, please. Yeah. <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> and it's not just a finger up the ass. Either. Yeah, I've had enough of this conversation. I've had this conversation <laughs> several times over the last few days now. Anyway, Dave Taylor lost. Yeah. For anybody that's keeping score, for anybody that cares. I heard... To- Sorry to everybody that can hear the dog snoring. I, I, I heard a cricket. I literally heard a cricket. Because, you know, you know, Dave Taylor Don't lost. Don't say that. You're giving Dave Taylor ideas for his next gimmick. <laughs> the cricket. <laughs> or a cricket fucking player. <laughs> Yeah, and then that's it. The fucking Jimmy Hart will give him a fucking knockoff with a version of "I don't like cricket." Oh no, <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> I actually want to hear it. It would be more like "I don't like cricket." No, oh no, I love it. <laughs> to be fair, you know. Uh, it kind of sounds a bit like the, with the uh, new systems that we've got at work, the cell scan. You know, it used to be, it's, it's got all new voice and all that. It's like, same woman, same woman's voice, like AI, whatever you want to call it. But it used to be, you know, would you like a receipt? Now it's, would you like a receipt? It goes like, that, would you like a receipt? Oh, how are you today? You know, that kind of fucking weird. 
weird indoctrinations in the fucking voice. Would you like a receipt? A customer pointed it out last week, and I've I, I'm, I'm just been obsessed with it. Every time I hear it now, I can't help but laugh. Would you <laughs> like a receipt? <laughs> yeah. Booker T versus Scott Hall. Yeah, now they should be a fucking good match. Yes. Even better, no Stevie Ray. It's uh, Nick Patrick as a referee, but that shouldn't really matter. No. The only and the NWO is all still at the commentary desk. Yep. But again, you'd hope that they'll give them at least five minutes before running in, inevitably. Well, to be fair, they kind of look a bit like a tag team because they're wearing the same colours. <laughs> does that not ever bother you in wrestling? Where there's like opponents? Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. It happened a couple of weeks on Raw. So it were um, Chelsea Green and Piper Niven. So Piper, uh, we know it's Piper from the indie scene over here. Versus Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. And uh, Indy Hartwell and Chelsea Green on opposite teams were wearing the same shade of uh, like violet and pink. And it like violet with the main colour and pink. To a point, they kind of look like they're in matching gear. And it was just so distracting because they're fucking enemies and they're wearing the same colours. Yeah. And to make it worse, Candice Ray was wearing the same colours, but it was like more, well, I say similar colours, but it was like really bright pink and bright blue. And it's like, who's the tag team here? And I pointed it out on Twitter and people were like, yeah, that is distracting now that you mention it. Thanks, Bri. <laughs> No, it is anyway. Yeah, there's, there's no reason to have I, yeah, I fucking, similar. I, I just fucking hate it. It's like this is where you've got production. Like, okay, it's a singles match. We can tell that they're facing each other, but it's like in a fucking tag match. It's really fucking distracting. But I don't. I just genuinely don't like it. You know, I prefer if they actually wear the wrong colours. I get it's a bit different with fucking Hogan and Sting. I get it. You're going to be looking very similar. You know, you can't, you can't get past that because it's literally fucking Sting's gimmick and also literally Hogan's gimmick at this point. Yeah. You know? And obviously the, the tease in it, fucking Sting being the NWO not as well, so it plays into that. Yep. But yeah, this these two couldn't be any further apart. Oh my fucking oh. God! Scott didn't know which way to go, did he? Fucking hell. No. And Scott's an incredible seller anyway. What the fuck is Patrick doing? He looked like he was taking a nap. <laughs> Again, he looked like, you know, just like a, a person who's fucking ridiculously tired from like fucking a 14 hour shift and he just lies on the floor when he gets in. He's like, you know, just fall asleep. I'm not talking for experience. I literally am. <laughs> you know, that's why I got no fucking response from Mark. That has literally happened before. I was just falling asleep on floor. Oh my god, he's not. Oh, oh no. Oh, fucking hell, I thought we were going to do a moonsault when. <laughs> quick count. Oh, ref, ref said. Christ. Yeah, ref said. Uh, again, commentator said quick count. I'm guessing that was Nash. Buff, what are you doing? 
It was like he would just uh, slap Sherry. Right, Sherry's got him bust face and he's like, shut up, you're not my real mum. <laughs> yeah, that were obviously going to be a schmoz. What the fuck is Buff doing, seriously? Fucking flexing and smiling. And fucking front it with his sherry, like, you know, as he's walking away from her. I don't... Just fucking stupid. It's like watching a fucking cartoon at the moment. Yeah, he's been heavily featured, hasn't he? Yeah. Very, very heavily featured. Well, the end we are have in general in this episode. Yeah. And now we've got another... Well, they're ah, promoting ah. their own pay-per-view, aren't they? Yeah. Which makes sense. Oh, right. right. But that yeah. hotline's still active. Yeah, I was just about to say, they don't want that one out. <laughs> I'm tempted to just phone it now. Can't imagine what the fucking voicemail is. Oh no. What? What's that? Well, it's the other half of fucking Harlem Heat. Oh shit! I, again, I've not singles action. <laughs> yeah, funnily enough, the tag wrestlers aren't tagging tonight. No. Let's see if Sherry gets fucking uh, distracted the same as she did last time. Her tights are well smart. Yeah, they are. I'll give her that. However, what she's wearing, it looks like she's wearing a bandana. Yeah. It looks like she's trying to be a part of Cobra Kai. Yes. Like, what the fuck? I don't understand. I don't understand that fucking. Oh, no, it's a bit too glittery. It's a bit of a bizarre look when you think about it, but yeah, she still manages yeah, to own it. Like, I don't. Yeah. I don't get it. Like, oh, oh my this god, is it's fucking fit. Fucking. This is going to be atrocious. Yeah, we're going to have nothing to say about this, guys, because uh, uh, it's Stevie Ray versus Lex Luger. Let's get it out of the way. Yes! We ever said that, I fucking agree. <laughs> it was Nash. <laughs> yeah, let's get it out of the way. Thank you. Tomorrow my buddy's going to be on top of you. Wow, uh, okay. Okay. Even fans are fucking weird in, in this arena. That... <laughs> yeah. I've they seen some... themselves in fucking Sherry's dress, dressing room and all. Yeah, I've, I've seen some quite bizarre looks. Well, it is Chicago. And it's the 90s. Yeah. And there's Cat Williams in the back. A disaster. There's Cat Williams just on stairs with his arms folded. <sighs> You know, that you fucking that that buddy. I'm not so sure if that's meant to be like a an agent, a bodyguard, or you know, security guard. Sorry, or something like that. It just a bit bizarre. This guy that was 
it could be the woman because it would worry looking like fucking Cat yeah. Williams in a suit in a grey suit they've moved now I think oh no they haven't they're still there you're probably going to fucking hate me for saying this actually but that hat it, he doesn't have a hat head does um does Nick Patrick? He doesn't have a hat head <laughs> at all, you know. But then again, neither does Luke. And from a distance, yeah. Nick Patrick yeah. looks like Luke. He looks like Luke. <laughs> Sorry, oh, Luke. I, I apologise. You can't unsee that now, can you? Oh dear. Are there scars on his back? Yeah, yeah. Oh Jesus Christ. I've never noticed them before. Has got them as well. Yeah, I've never noticed them. They grew up in fucking uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, co- yeah, of course. They grew up in Brooklyn, so we're going to call ourselves Harlem Heat. <laughs> no, it's just a gimmick anyway, but fucking hell, like... Yeah, it just... I've never seen him, but then again... The camera's never really been that close to his back before. Yeah. Cyber scars are really bad back acne, and I believe I have one. Really like back acne, it's like fucking very prevalent in people that take steroids, so. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. But to be honest with you, it's quite, quite big. They look like back. Pals and anything, hmm. and uh, th- to be honest with you, that don't sound like anything that anybody wants, and I don't think it's possible. Frankly, I mean, maybe with Stevie Ray because he is a drizzling of the drizzler shits. <laughs> you can tell we don't give a fuck about this match. No, no, we're just uh, fucking. Doctor Rackets over. Thank fuck. There's no way Stevie Ray... Fucking Stevie Ray selling out my head. <laughs> right, what is going on? What's he complaining it's, for? I don't know. <sighs> fucking hell, Patrick. Look like you were doing the Hogan fucking thing then. Yeah, I don't have a fucking clue what happened there. This is the fucking basis from Patrick again. <laughs> I mean, no, she got oh, fucking out. He's out of there. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't fuck around there, did he? No, that was it. The moment Sister Cherry had a go at him, that's it. He's out of there. But yeah, the fucking eyes on him is always fun. Yeah, that he has a wrestling fucking company now with someone, doesn't he? What, Nick Patrick? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow, I'm surprised at that. Yeah, wrestling school or something. A referee school. A school that you don't want to go to to learn how to be a ref. (laughs) Oh, God. We're gonna get another fucking pause off. 
Deep South Wrestling. Yeah, fucking. Yeah, that surprises me. We've only got fucking four minute, four and up, four and up minutes here, so get this fucking out of the way with. What the fuck are you doing, Hogan? Seriously. <laughs> I think most of the people that have been on tonight are actually legitimately fucking drunk. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Because he's fucking acting like he's... Fucking hell. Oh, my God. Fucking butterfingers. <laughs> he's definitely fucking drunk. Definitely, with the way he fucking dropped that sign. Mate, there is a fucking promo. Like, I don't know when it is, but... They are legitimately drunk. Yeah, you I can tell. Yeah, I buy it. Like they they're on the mic and they're slurring the words and it's it's just so obvious. Oh, Nash hearted it, but Hogan is absolutely trashed. I have to find out when that is. It might even be in ninety eight. Honestly, I think it's trashed here. There's no way he's not had a few at this point. He even held the belt upside down. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Get it out of the way. Come on. Well, keep that python to yourself. Yeah. Especially, you know, when we, when we know that the character of Hulk Hogan has a massive dick. <laughs> Terry Blair, on the other hand, a little distinction, or a big distinction. Is that it? Oh. Bubba the Love Sponge's wife wasn't impressed, was she? Beard indistinct. <laughs> How did the NWO get over this motherfucker at the forefront of it? I don't know. It is really fucking bizarre because, like, I know he's leading into what everyone fucking says, but. This is not entertaining, Hogan. It's not entertaining. It's painful. And it's happening almost every week. I know we've had a bit of a break from it, but it's like, it's so unnecessary. You know... NWOites, no. That no. just, I hate that. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Nope, it does not. Doesn't he eventually start saying Hulkazoids? I think he might have already done that. I'm going to say that makes more fucking sense. Oh, God. 
remember in that episode of fucking uh, The Simpsons where uh, where the regaling I think it's uh, I can't remember if it's like the birth of Maggie I think it is and then you just hear this buddy, uh, this little bit and it's like you know Lisa's like saying mum uh, tell dad to tell the story right this is basically fucking Hogan here it's been yeah. what he was saying this and what actually happened yeah, yeah, tell the story right. Yeah, two different things. You're never holding him back, never. They're somehow managing it. But they shouldn't be allowing him to, do you know what I mean? He's acting like a fucking sad gorilla being kidnapped for the yeah. zoo. No, no. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Boo. Well. Boo. That was a fucking anticlimactic ending, weren't it? You think? Yeah. That was fucking dreadful. That fucking dragged the last fucking half hour, did then? I mean, thank God for Booker T for fucking trying. Yeah. And Scott Hall, for that matter. Jesus Christ. It was going all right up until fucking second half of the show. Like, it wasn't brilliant by any means, but... Yeah, it just became a fucking drag at the end. Yeah, it did. It fucking limped along. I mean, okay, the brawl was okay as well. It was okay to take the piss out of. It wasn't okay to watch. (laughs) Well, hopefully there's something a little bit more uh, eventful to write home about for the next episode. I don't even know what we're going to cover. Are we going to cover Clash? Are we going to cover NWO Sold Out? I mean, I'm up for covering both. You've been listening to the Nitrogen Podcast. The Nitrogen Podcast is a production of NGP Media, created and hosted by Marvellous Mark Ashworth and Brian Bradshaw. You can follow us on all social media platforms at NitrogenCast. Thanks for listening. We're desperately out of time. <laughs> <laughs>